When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday. It is Valentine's Day. For those of you who celebrate, welcome in. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, and Barrett Brooks is back from the desert. What's going on, everybody? What's up, B? How you doing? How was your trip, man? I'm still in mourning, man. I'm still a little pissed off. Uh, of course, nobody liked the results, which we saw. But I'm a little more pissed off than than, than usual, simply because this, this was the Eagles game. They should have won this game. It was clear that they had the better roster, but coaching and that quarterback just took over, man. I mean, we just didn't have a we didn't have a a, a, a reaction to to Big Red's reaction. And I mean, how do we not sack Patrick Mahomes one time? Not yeah, one time. I, yeah, like I'm not over it. I'm not good. Uh, I'm not going to be good for a while. And the more I replay it in my mind, the more ticked off I get. Yes. Yeah. Not one sack. Not one tackle for a loss. Four possessions in the second half, which could have netted four touchdowns had they chosen to score a touchdown on the last one where they kicked the field goal. And I know one was short field with a bad punt. But the defensive line and the and, and, and way too much pressure on Hurts. The defense and the offensive line, which were the strengths all year, got beat. They lost. They lost their battles, period. Well, you and know, you're right. The coaching by Gaddam was horrendous also. But go ahead. Um, I'm not going to say the offensive line <clears> – <throat> In the first half, the offensive line was fine. Second half, you know, it pisses me off because it's, we've, we've talked about how this team went into halftime and had in-game adjustments. And Spags, you know, Spags, the defense coordinator for, for the Chiefs, Spags knew what he was doing. He, he countered their counter. And he brought seven. We probably could have picked up six. But only five blockers. That's the only thing that happens. That's the only thing that's wrong with with how we run our offense. We lead the two tackles to to block them um, on the ends. We leave five offensive linemen to block 
whoever, whatever five they bring. But when they bring seven, do we have a counter to that? And I don't think that we did a good job of countering. See, what Spags did, he brought seven, but he brought them from different angles. He would bring them into the a, uh, the front side A gap and the back side B gap. And what that does is it makes you leave one. It makes you leave one. There will be one free blitzer. One free blitzer every time you go to the line. And that one free blitzer would be on the outside, the widest guy. And their defensive ends were fast enough to get there or interrupt uh, pack, uh, interrupt um, Jalen Hurts in his reads. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that? You run shorter routes. We were steady looking for the big play. Sometimes you just got to nibble a little bit, nibble a little bit, nibble a little bit. So Stop going for the game, big play all the time. That's what the Chiefs did. Did that yeah, the whole you, game. Side adjustments. You got to yeah. have side adjustments. You got to run slant. When they bring a blitz and they're going to leave one, they're going to leave you the, the quarterback, the widest guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be free. But what do you do if they're blitzing from the interior? That means the interior is a void. There's nobody there to, 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 to pick up a slant or a stop route or a drag route. You run those type of routes that, you know, are in the middle of the field and you can get them to them because they vacated the middle of the field. So in order to kill, you must also be willing to die. And if they would have turned around and threw like slants in the inside, out routes to the out route, outside, or or just some stick routes right? or stick nod routes, they could have, you know, they could have had a gain instead of having a loss. And, you know, Spags just, he great defensive coordinator, outcoached us in the second half as far as how we needed the scheme to get the, keep the offense going. Yep. Not, not just Spags, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, their, val- their, their, their big game experience showed over the big game inexperience of Sirianni, Steichen, and Gannon. You know, it was that, it was that simple. I want to ask you this, Barry, because uh, – and this is not nitpicking at, at what you said consistently last week because you have been on point for much of the season when you've made these predictions. But Rob and I kept pumping the brakes and said, you know, and, 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 and a lot of the national pundits said exactly the same thing you were saying. You were you were adamant beyond belief that the Eagles were going to win this game by double digits over Kansas City. Yep. National pundits said the same doggone thing. Rob and I kept saying, and because I know Andy Reid, because I know, I said I don't see it that way. This is going to be a close game. What made you think? What 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 really made you think that this was going to be a lopsided game in favor of the Eagles? The trenches. The Eagles had a superior offensive line, a superior defensive line. There's no way that that defense shouldn't have had at least one sack. There was not one sack. Nope. Not one sack. B. Brooks, the closest they got to sacking Mahomes was when he stepped up in the pocket and was falling forward, and he dumped it off, and Travis Kelsey picked it up off off his shoe top for a reception. That's the closest they got to sacking Mahomes the entire day. So how how does that happen? Why does that happen? Coaching. That's exactly right. Coaching. Um. You got to be able to to deal with situations like when you have a quarterback like that, a superior quarterback with superior athletic talent, you got to counter. You know, for the first time, I really thought Gannon should have sent a blitz or two. You know, if you just sent a blitz or two, they already had a problem picking up your front your front four. And it wasn't like they weren't they, it wasn't like they weren't almost there because you know I don't make excuses, but everybody was sliding around. Everybody was sliding around. Yes. But it's a it's it's great for the offense when you're sliding around because it gives you a split second more to react as an offensive player. Well, that's exactly what happened with with you know our defense couldn't get there because 
that split second it took was that split second Patrick Mahomes needed to know where he went, was going to go with the ball. You got to play tighter. Offensive players know where they're going. Defensive players don't know where they're going. So it was a lot of slipping and sliding out there. But it was the same with their defense against our offense. They were slipping and sliding. Yep. But the difference is Spag started game planning that slipping and sliding, understood the slipping and sliding. So what did he do? He sent more players than they could block. Yep. So when you send more players you can block, that means that the quarterback has to react in a certain way. But you have to adjust the route running to what you're seeing up front. You adjust it by, all right, get to the line. You see that? All right, they're bringing a blitz. I see they're bringing a blitz. Let me uh, let me audible to 322 stick knob. Mm-hmm. And that's just a stick knob route where the tight end looks in and looks out, boom, you know, and, and catches it. Mm-hmm. Real quick route. A three-step drop, meaning Hurts uh, is only going to drop back three steps and get the ball out of his hands. Speeds everything up. We kept standing trying to run five and seven-man um, um, step drops. You can't do that. You can't do that when you have um, seven people coming. You can only block five. We stayed with scat protection. Barrett, you got to try something else. Like whatever it is, whatever schematically, all the stuff you're laying out, I'm sure would have have absolutely worked. But it it had to have worked better than what you were doing. You saw it. You saw it on the very first drive in the second half, what it was going to be. And you don't adjust to it. Like that's what's so frustrating. Like even if they sent pressure and they went all out and and, hi, Mama Brooks, um, and they don't get home or whatever. One second, second, one second, one second, one second. Yeah. Mom, get your window fixed. Somebody broke my mom's car last night. No, oh, come get on. Get your man. window fixed. And my mom's stubborn. She didn't call me. And my brother, yes, my brother told on you, and he's going to get your window fixed for you. Okay. You should have told me, Mom. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes you got to get on mom sometimes. Baby boy will take care of that. Yep. Mama Brooks will yep. get that straightened out. All right. Um, wishing her all the best with that for sure. Yeah. Um, but but I would Barrett. The point is, just try anything, man. Try exactly. Anything. This exactly. isn't working. This you is know? this is this is the, the the last game of the season. This is the championship game. This is the Super Bowl. If it wasn't working, stop trying to run it. Let's yeah. run something else. You know that's what that's what Andy did. I right, said, all right, I bumped my head enough in the first half. What did he do to come in the second half? He ran the ball. When he <clears> ran <throat> the ball, Gannon did counter running the ball. He did counter it. He put in a five-man front. But you know what happens when you put in a five-man front? That means you have five defensive linemen, a 50 front. That It works when you're trying to stop the run. Right. But what it does, it, it, it makes you vulnerable in the pass. Because that one down lineman that you took out and put down over the nose, so they cover the, the center and both guards. Then on the outside, they got the DNs or linebackers, type of players, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. But what that does, you take one guy that was standing up and put him on the ground, put his hand in the ground. That means the middle of the field opens up. <clears throat> Hence, that's why Andy Reid started running crossing routes. That's why Juju kept getting open. You know what I'm saying? That's why Vada Skatton started to get open. You start running those type of deals. And, oh, by the way, when they put in 21 personnel, they used uh, – they used, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Sky Moore. Uh, Moore. As yep. a running back yep. slash uh, wide receiver. Yep. Right. And that, and he heard it too. Yeah, I mean, counter to the counter. All right, stop, stop right there, B. Brooks. I want to ask you this: Eagles held them to thirty-nine yards rushing in the first half. Yep. Second half, it didn't make a difference if the if the Eagles had a four-man front or a five-man front. They were gouging the heck out of them, and it wasn't on outside runs. They were gouging them between the tackles, and the the runs they were killing them with when they popped through the line, there were gaping holes. Yep. 
I'm not talking about just slipping and sliding. Yards before they contact were, runs. It were gone. Massive. They were massive holes. 26 rushes, 158 yards, 6.1 yards per carry. Against the four and the five-man front. First of all, this vaunted five-man front that, done, that had done such a good job most of the season against the run, especially when they got Sue and, and Joseph in there, got exposed in this game. Where was the linebackers filling the gaps also on the run as well? Okay. Uh, that's because we, we tried to it, – it, man – Barrett, at some point, it's the players, too. And yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it's not getting Guys slipping, falling. You got to make that play. You got to stay on your feet. Period. Nothing else you can do. You, you get paid to make plays. Coaching aside, sometimes you can make your coach feel good and look good by playing. You got to play out of your mind. Kansas City played out of mind. And, and me and I, I said that um, – I said that – I said it on, on, on the postgame show I'm on. I said, look. The Chiefs wanted it more. Not saying they didn't play hard. Not saying they were undisciplined. But the Chiefs wanted it more. They did more to make more plays. The offensive line took over and started just keeping a hat on the hat. They weren't blowing them off the ball, but they stayed in front of them and the yes, runner. They yes, they did. They ran plays like traps. Yes. Inside traps. Yep. You bring the defensive line up the field, you run right up underneath them. On the outside, to let the defense run up the field, they run right behind them. That's just game planning. And but you, as a player, you got to see they're doing that to you. So you got to make a play. You've got to make a play. And 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 we didn't make enough plays. I I, I want to ask you something, Barrett. I asked Rob. I, I mentioned this to Rob yesterday, and I've been waiting to get your opinion on this. And we had a, we had a lot of fun um, all season long playing with the Gan wagon and all this stuff. You know. And and people will get on me when I said I I can't get on this gan wagon, but not just the gan wagon. I, I want I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna present it to you exactly as I presented it to Rob, and I want to hear I want to hear your comment on this. Okay. Everything we thought that the Eagles had fixed in the regular season, the special teams, Broke. the run defense. The offense's ability to overcome any defense reared its ugly head in this game. Now, what made it even more demoralizing, especially the offense going against Kansas City's defense, and we broke this down for three days in a row, Kansas City's defense was playing with a bunch of kids. They played press coverage for most of the game. Yep. They took their lumps. They got beat on deep balls, got beat on the A.J. Brown touchdown. They got beat on deep deep shots. Those kids did not back down. Your guy refused to come up and knock these dudes off the route. This, and it ain't like they were playing Tyreek Hill. They were playing three cast-off receivers from the Giants, the Packers, and the Steelers. And they made all them dudes look like pro bowlers. D-Gun, what did we Your say? Coming. What did we say? At the beginning, of the, I mean, at the beginning of last week, when we, we were, you know, building up to the Super Bowl, yeah. we've got to play press coverage. Yes, you got to take the first yes. away. We never played press coverage. No, when you don't play press coverage. It doesn't give that defense line enough time to get there. If you don't play press coverage, you see how they were running crossing routes and yes. I mean, they they ran press coverage one time, and it just so happens that uh, you know Epps came up and tried to you know hit and nail a. Uh, um, um, uh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey on the line. Yeah, Travis is just good, man. He beat him on a little nod route, a stick nod yeah. route, you yeah. know, for a touchdown. 
I get it. That's I me. Mean, that's he's an all pro dude. You know, I mean, that happens. I'd rather you get beat being aggressive and going out there fighting as opposed to sitting back. It's yes. like you're playing dominoes. You keep nicking somebody to death. Oh, here's five here. Here's five here. Here's five here. That's all they, that's all they did. You know what I'm saying? Five here. They ain't no boats. What no 20s going on. It was no. just nickel and domino, nickel and domino, nickel and domino. And that's how they won the game, man. You have to make sure that if you're going to play press, you take that first read away. The first read wasn't taken away because you could tell by the second half that Juju just running across the field untouched. So if you could just reroute him a little bit, you take um, Patrick Mahomes' eyes off him just for a second, you got an opportunity. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. Yeah, it was uh, it was highly frustrating. And, and by the way, we'll get into this more. The offense shouldn't be let off the hook either. Like I no. know what they did in the first half, but they, you know, they they didn't run the ball well. There were no. opportunities missed there. Also, certainly way more on the defense. We'll see. I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna tell you this though. Running the ball consistently takes you running the ball consistently. You're not gonna bust an eight yard play every single time. Right. You get three here. You get five here. You get two there. That's a first down. Mm-hmm. We got to go back to doing well, – we can't go back because we're into another year now. We'll never have that same team again. But it's, it's – we just showed a lack of adjustments. And I thought that we were better. Our coaching staff would be better in game time adjustments. We did a great job in the first half. We were beating them two to one as far as plays. Two yep. to one. I don't know how many plays we had in the first half, how many plays they had in the second half. 40, 44. It's like 44 to like 12 or 18 yep. or something. It was the opposite. They just flipped the script. The Eagles oh, are they hardly, flipped, didn't yes. have the ball in, in, the, in the first half. The Chiefs hardly had the ball. And we're not a good enough team. We are a good enough team because we're the better team on the field before the end of the game. But we have better athletes on the field. It's just like Dan just said, they were they were patient. They were patient. Yeah, they they well. That's what good coaches do. And and Andy and Bienemy and Spags, quite frankly, owned Sirianni. Yes, yes. Steichen, Gannon. They I, they, I, they got out coached. There's I, you can slice it any way you want. I thought the two most atrocious scenarios. And Rob, you and I broke this down yesterday. And if it happens once, that's understandable. But Barrett, Kansas City goes down on consecutive drives. They go with the motion set. Tony's standing wide over, over here, touchdown. Where's Darius Slay? He followed him initially. When the ball snapped, Slay's looking to the inside, pointing to the inside. Everybody flows to the inside. He's standing wide. You and I, Rob, could have stood there and caught that touchdown. The very next series, they come back down the field, run the same doggone thing to the opposite side. Sky Moore standing wide open, touchdown. Well, it it means, it, He's it looking to the inside. You're right, D-Gun. That goes with coaching. So if it happened, why aren't you on the sideline explaining what happened yes. on the other side? Correcting it. Correcting why the, why it. Why are the players and not talking to the coach? Yep. It's the same play to the opposite side. That wasn't corrected and or you had major breakdowns from the Eagles. Now, this goes back to the regular season. And Eric Bieniemy noticed that the issues that they have when teams, you know, get guys in motion, and you know, and they think it's going to be a jet sweep or whatever. Go back to the Jags game. And I'm to, pretty sure that Doug and, and Andy probably had a conversation about this, that they're vulnerable here. And they were vulnerable whenever the the Chiefs did that. And that was 23. Was 23's name? He just happened to drop passes. 23 did the same thing. Uh, 20, let me get 
Yes. For, for what team? For who? For, for the Jaguars. Oh, oh, uh, um, that's what he got to play from. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you're saying going, what, you, what do you? You're saying who's number twenty three on the Jags? On the yeah. Jags. I'm, I'm looking it up now. I'm looking at him now. They talked about how Eric Bieniemy went back in all the films. Oh, thir- I'm sorry, 39. His name is 39. No, Agnew. You're talking about Agnew. 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 Yeah. Agnew. Yeah. The enemy saw him. this in a film study over two weeks and went back, and that's what they used twice on the Eagles. And then he probably used the third time that they got back down there, and it probably would have worked. And that's just, over- Agnew, yeah. that's just overcompensating on, 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 on motion going away. You Motion going away, they're trying to talk it out. Now, I get it. I get it. Because they're trying to talk it out. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to communicate what's going on. But you gotta stand, you're still playing man to man. And 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 uh it's called got you. When you're playing got you defense, you gotta play got you defense. So if I got you on this play, I got you. So if I got if I got Sky Moore on this play, and which that's exactly what happened, Maddox had Sky Moore on the play. And motion goes inside like it's going to be a jet sweep. Yep. And all of a sudden he starts, you know, going across. And he starts getting deep to get past all that junk. Yep. And he turns back around side. That doesn't mean that I don't have you anymore. I still got you. So you watch him. If I got you, I got you. So period, stay on your guy. But That's what we call it? They call it got you defense. That's man to man. If you're man to man, you got him man to man. Then stay on man to man. I understand that. You guys have problems with switching motions. I also understand that whenever they went in motion, you know who they had right there behind them in that yeah. motion. Yes, they yeah. got they've got Travis Kelsey sitting right there, so they're more worried about Travis Kelsey and what he can do in the red zone as opposed to what he's gonna do. What, what their man who they had man to man is gonna do. Worry about your man. <laughs> Everybody, worry. if all eleven guys worry about your guy, you ain't gotta worry about it, man. And that was what happened. You know, I mean, there's no way that uh, Maddox. Could not cover Sky Moore. Thank you, thank you. There's no, there's no way that 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 big play Slay couldn't cover Tony. There's no way they couldn't. But they weren't playing. Got you. If I got you, I got you. They worried about everybody. Else. They're more worried about what Kelsey can do. Let Kelsey's man worry about Kelsey. If you're not a part of that, don't worry about Kelsey. Worry about your man. Yeah. Now this is a learning experience. It's a learning and, experience. But here's here's the thing, Bear. Both of the guys, Slay and Maddox, both get caught looking inside when the ball is snapped. To who? Those, those that, huh? Who are they looking into? That's what I want to know. Because they were looking into Kelsey, they try to see what the hell Travis Kelsey is doing. But don't Kelsey, about Travis. Dude, dude, Kelsey wasn't in mo. He was. They, they know where he was. Yeah. They should have been looking at Kelsey. You got a, you got an edge rusher. Okay, when you inside the five like that, you somebody's got a bump. First of all, the edge rusher's got to bump him. Then you got a linebacker. This we're talking about less than a ten yard radius from that yard of scrimmage to the back of the end zone. The congestion in there makes it that much more difficult for you to find. I understand Kelsey's the primary weapon in there, so you had the middle of the field set. Even if it was going to Kelsey, you said your your game plan going in blanket that dude no matter where he goes. So you knew that, right? But two veteran DBs made rookie mistakes getting caught looking inside when the ball is snapped. Now. They played other teams that use a similar motion, and they covered them. But all of a sudden, in this particular case, they lost their minds and got out got out of technique, got off got off their focus. Now, one time it happens, I'm huddling up with my DBs on the sideline. 
hold up. We can't let this happen again. We know they like to use motion. Doggone it. They go down the field the next series and do the same doggone thing to the opposite side. Oh, yeah. Fool me once. Fool me once. Shame, shame on, on you. you. That's right. Fool me twice. Then it's shame on me. That's right. For not getting it. And that's what it was. I mean, yeah. bro, this is, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I, I, I digest it. And I, I watched the game again this morning. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I broke it down. It, it was, I mean, it was, it was five plays, really basically five plays that killed the Eagles. Five plays. It was the 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 fumble by Hertz, the return by the punt team. Tony. Tony. Yep. Yeah. Those two same plays we're talking about in uh what they could score touchdowns mm-hmm. with with the motion. And then that one um third down play where supposedly Patrick Mahomes has a high angle sprain, but he ran his ass for like 30 <laughs> yards down the field. Yeah. Those hey, five plays. Hey, Barrett, if you go back to the Cincinnati game, it's the same scenario. Mahomes, who's playing on one leg, who throws a brilliant touchdown pass, okay, what did he do before that? He took off running on one leg, picked up a big chunk of real estate to set him up for the, that, that go-ahead touchdown. Same thing. He steps up through a gaping hole on the left side. Again, he steps up and slides to his left, 26 yards, and, and nobody can catch up to this dude. We That's fell, what I was saying. We fell for the banana tailpipe. Yeah, he, he's not nearly <laughs> as hurt as this has all been made. Yeah, the, the, we fell for the banana tailpipe. In fact, we, I, I, you know what, dog? We fell for the Jerry Maguire. He's sitting down like this. Yep. Everybody looking? Mm-hmm. Is everybody looking? Okay. Yep. We go for it. We true. got it. We it's got true. it. It's true. And it's a learning experience. We learn. I learned from this too. I can't be so confident in a team's ability to go out there and the better team should win. The better team should win. Everything that I laid out scenario-wise. But, but what wasn't taken into account enough, I don't mean you, I, but I mean everybody, it was the experience factor with the coaches. Yeah. No question. And, and Sirianni no and Steichen and Gannon looked like the first time they'd ever been there. And the enemy – and Spags oh, and Andy yeah. look like the too. vets who, who had been there before. No question. That's another thing. And I don't know why I let myself get pulled into it, though. But I was actually thinking, well, Quez has been shitty. He sucks. For the past three. I'm sorry, Ma, but I had to say it. He was shitty. He sucks. Let's just call put, it Put like, $10 well, in the cookie jar. He I, sucks. I'm, I'm going to do it. But just like Dan said. How do you drop a wide open? He was wide open, man. I, I don't want to hear how fast he is. There's a million fast guys. But he stopped running the route number one. Right, like he then always do it. He tried to catch up with it, and and he tried Dude, to lunge. He's but done still, that several times. He couple still, of picks he still that Jalen Hurts had this year is because yes. he broke routes off. He still should have caught that ball. He can't play. Right. He can't play. If the ball hits your hands, fellas, in the NFL, the ball hits your fingertips. It should be a catch. It should be a catch. I don't care about I it's called a drop. That was a drop by him. It's hundred percent. But it just drop. it didn't hit his fingertips. It fit it, it dropped in his whole hands. He had it in his hands and he drops it. I, I I don't you get paid to do one thing, bro. One thing. You get paid to do one thing. And that one thing is to run go routes and catch bombs. What happened in, in, in 17, 18 when we had the same type of guy? What's his name from Baltimore? We had Tory Smith. Tory Smith. Yeah. We had Tory Smith. Tory Smith knew his only job to take the top off the deep fish and catch the deep route. Yep. That's all he did. Yeah. Look, and that's he, all they paid him to do, and they won a Super Bowl because of it. 
So he shouldn't be back next year. Uh, the, the, the bigger issue too, is like you had all year, you knew Sippo stunk all year. And I know, you know, when he got hurt, you brought in Brett Kern, who, who had been a veteran, and he wasn't he good sucked either. Also. That should have been corrected a long time ago. And I know we're doing, like, the classic second-guess stuff. Should have, could have, would have, yeah. But, it's you know, that was something that you you knew really all year was an issue. And you kind of got away with it just because you were so much better than everybody else. But then it in the worst spot, it bites you in the ass. Like, there was just a lot of things, well, man. I mean, you know, and that's that's another thing. And, and, you know, hindsight. This guy has not punted. Since the Chicago game was it? Chicago no, game? it was the Gi- first Giants game. The first Giants. He had he hadn't punted since the first Giants game. A long time, man. What's about six, seven weeks? Yeah, yeah. He has not punted in a game. Yep. Nope. For six, seven weeks. Probably just roll with Kern for the for this one. So I'm uh, not even gonna talk about the missed tackle down there. Yeah. Because he should have been. A, he should have tackled him right twice. There were tackled. two missed tackles. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. That's number one. But still. You have not – this guy had not taken a snap, and you activate him on the Super Bowl on the biggest stage ever, ever. See, there was so many little things that, I, like, now I see it, and I looked at the film. They're, they weren't out physical. They weren't out talented. They were just out coached, Outsmarted. Yeah, they were they were special. Everybody that needed to be special at that one play were special at that one play. Yeah. Yep. Sky Moore was special at that one play. Yeah. Cadavis Tony was special at that one play. Mm-hmm. Tony was special on that on that punt return. Yep. He was special. You got to be special all the time, man. Especially in that game against that team. Nick uh, Bolton is a monster. Yeah, he's a beast. And he was special the entire game. Let's uh let's come back. Let's talk about uh Lane Johnson is going to have surgery. Let's talk about Shane Steichen is officially the Colts' new head coach. Jonathan Gannon, we're awaiting word, but it could be he could be headed to the desert very shortly. We're waiting to hear. We'll dive into all those kind of things. I want to hear what you have to say on the field conditions, Barrett. What you have to say about the Bradbury penalty. What you have to say about the Devontae Smith overrule of that catch on the sidelines. Let's dive into all of it when we come back because there's a lot more, a lot more meat on this bone to get into. That's for sure. That's D Gun. That's B Brooks. I am R Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Yes, knowing who to trust, finding that right person with your finances, with your hard-earned work, money, and your future can be very difficult. Jim Murray is that person. I can tell you from personal experience, he's someone that I trust with my finances. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, you're trying to set up your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751, or you can email him, murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com.
Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name's Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Welcome back in, everybody. Yes, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's hit that like button, folks. We appreciate it. Tell a friend about the show. You can catch us at any time. We're on 12 to 3 Eastern every single day uh, on Jacob Sports YouTube channel or jacobsports.com. But you can always go back and watch segments of the show or the shows in their entirety on those two platforms. All right, uh, let's start with Lane Johnson, guys, because he broke this, actually, uh, with D-Gun, Mike Missanelli, uh, Seth, Devin, the entire postgame crew on Jacob Sports uh, for the Jacob Sports postgame show uh, about what his status was in terms of this injury that he's been dealing with. So I'll let you hear the clip and then we'll react. Here you go. On your condition now, when will you get the surgery and, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to the rehab and, and, and being back next year? Yeah. When, when will all this happen? Uh, I believe it'll happen, you know, probably either – Tuesday, Wednesday. That's what I'm assuming. I'll probably come in for a checkup uh, to evaluate, uh, you know, where we are at currently and then uh, get the surgery. They say it's too much process, uh, but um, usually guys are walking and moving around pretty well in, in two weeks. This is what uh, Nick Bosa had last year and Joey Bosa had at the end of this year. But I'm like, if I could play games w- uh, without it, I'm like, I think I'll be all right. So my goal is to, is to come back and be a better player than I was this year. Uh, there's, there's a lot of areas to improve. And, uh, yeah, man, like I said, uh, you know, I, I feel like I have a few years left in this league, and I want to go out uh, being the best version of myself, and that's what I want to push myself to be and and, uh, and be a leader along the way. So, uh, you know, that's my goal, and uh, to help this team improve uh, for the next the next few years. Lane, I – all right, so there you go. So let me just, before we react to that, 
in the three games that he played, the two playoff games in the Super Bowl, there were 100 pass plays that he had to pass protect, zero sacks, zero QB hits, two pressures. That is a beast. Okay. He's going to have the surgery um, on the abductor this week. Like he said, that's confirmed now. And uh, it should get him back in plenty of time for everything next year. But but you guys on, on the performance of Lane Johnson. You 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 muted, bro. You muted me. That's just just there's there's no way you can you could you could put a barometer on on how good Lane Johnson is. Even at even at what seventy percent, he's better than I was at twelve in my old twelve year NFL career. I mean, come on, man, the dude doesn't have a groin. You know what I'm saying? And he's out there playing at a Pro Bowl level. That just just goes to show, you know, I, I I have a deep appreciation because I played that game and I played the same position. And to be able to go out there and not have a sack, let alone a hurry, is is, is unfathomable for me. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. The most sacks I ever gave up in a year was eight. And after that year, I gave up eight sacks. I became a backup for the last four years of my career. Mm-hmm. Five years of my career, five years of my career from just having given up eight sacks. So that's incredible, man. That's incredible. I, I got so much respect for that young man. So much respect for him because he's, he's, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. Mm-hmm. Now, considering the, the, yeah. the injury that he has, bro, can you imagine a ligament ripping from the bone, ripping torn from the bone? Mm. That's absolutely incredible. <clears throat> He's a tough dude, man. I, I don't know how else. he's a great player, but more than anything else, <clears throat> he's a tough dude. As much as he downplays it, I don't care. There's got to be so much pain involved with what he was doing, man. It's flat out incredible. And it shows you how, how much these guys are willing to give up their bodies just to play the game. It really I does. I don't think people under, have, have any idea of how much excruciating pain he was in to just to get out there to practice, to play. When you have a torn ligament from the bone mm. and you are asked to get down in a stance, set up, have a 270 to 300 something pound guy coming full board and you've got to engage him and stop him. And he's trying to take you one way and the other way. You have to twist and turn. I don't care what kind of medication you're on. I don't care what they did to strap it up. There's pain involved there. When you are asked to jump, when you are asked to explode off a snap, to move forward to engage, or how many times did we see him on a trap coming across the line of scrimmage on a trap full bore? Bend your body, extend yourself with a push off from your legs to engage somebody coming at you full speed, nonstop for entire games. That's when it becomes mind over matter. And not a lot of players could get through a situation that, like that. And, you know, I know what Lane was going through. I didn't say a whole lot about it. I knew exactly what he's going through. But the mental aspect of getting up for these games, more so than the physical aspect, is, is something you cannot teach. That's something that's in here. Mm-hmm. Yes. You all have different uh, tolerance levels to pain. I mean, you think about the average person – how difficult it will be just to walk and function on a daily basis until you get that thing repaired. To sit in a car, to drive a car, to walk up and down steps. This man was asked to perform as a professional athlete at the highest level over 60 minute games for three, 
four consecutive games. And he was standing tall to the bitter end. You can't say enough about this man's toughness. I don't care. And on top of that, Barrett, I mentioned last week, not only did he have to deal with this, but he still battles the depression issue. Okay? So you still – because as Brian Dawkins has told us, that does not go away. Brian Dawkins is almost 50 years old. He still battles that but wins it. But it's still a mental aspect of your everyday life. You have to confront, battle, and win every day. See, people don't know. People knew about Lane missing X amount of, of days before when he left the team. People don't know how many times that happened before that incident. That's been kept quiet. They, they don't know how many times he's had to step aside during the week but would show up for a game and be, get ready for a game. And Lane doesn't talk about that much as well. But when you're battling an emotional roller coaster like that every day of your life, it you have good weeks, you have good months, and all of a sudden it resurfaces when you least expect it. And you've got to confront it head on and do your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing short of amazing. That yeah. dude's mental toughness is second to none, man. No, I no, I listen. There's no question about it. And props to him for for jumping on the post game show after what had to be a just a brutal, you know, way to go out. Um, that's for sure. All right, I want to hit a couple things with you, Barrett, because you're you're there, right? We're we're watching it from here, and you know, blown away by some of this. I want to start with the field conditions. Um, and granted, both teams are dealing with it. Let me be clear. It wasn't like it was just wet out there and slippery for the Eagles. Both teams were dealing with it. And obviously, Kansas City overcame it better than the Eagles did. However, how does this happen on the grandest of stages and in a place that has a retractable dome uh, and under what's supposed to be perfect conditions? You spent $800,000 did the NFL on this turf. How does that happen? <laughs> that's the funniest thing. That's, that's the weirdest thing to me, that they paid over $800,000, and it was a two-year process for this to happen. But we people don't realize that, there have been concerns about this field, even after like the first game that the the, the um, Chiefs played Arizona, they voiced um, they voiced a lot of of, uh, uh, of concerns with that field, even after that game when they played the Chiefs back early in the season, when the Eagles went there and played the um, the Cardinals, they also voiced concern about that turf. Now that's what you say that that don't that that field actually rolls out. Yep, and and it gets all the sunlight you want, but they're trying to make excuses. The paint messed it up, or whatever. Yada yada. No, man, yeah. you just got to have it right, man. Because the field can't be like that, man. I mean, but both teams played on the same condition. Both teams played on the same field, so you can't really say it helped either other either either or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it didn't help either teams. But at the end of the day, you still got to have a better field than that i mean everybody was falling Hassan reddit couldn't get around the corner because every time he tried to bend and, and rip and get vertical he slide and fall so i mean it is what it is both teams played on it so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make a big deal out of it no you question. know no question but you know it's 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 still that's some that's horrible man that's that's horse shit that they had to go through that man you're it's, right it is it really because we're talking about this is a two-year process in which they they were supposed to get this field ready Yep. And I make no excuse. I mean, yep. the, the the Steelers every year go through this. Yep. Every year, and they still put a quality field out there. Yeah. Barrett, we talked about this. Teams like Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Chicago, in some of the most frigid conditions in the NFL, they have surfaces that are played on all the time. 
They don't have a problem with this. Now, Green Bay has been known since the early 70s for putting these heated coils under the field. Okay. Now, I'm assuming Chicago and Pittsburgh did the same thing. I do, if memory serves me correct, when I was covering the Steelers, they also had some kind of heated surface underneath the, the turf itself. I don't understand how Arizona, in a, in a, in a weather friendly environment like that, could not get this. If you're planning to put a new surface in for the Super Bowl, and I don't know if they did or not, but they don't. You don't start growing that two weeks before a game. No, it's the same the surface. Project. It's the same surface they played on during the year. But, but they like- said they put in a new. They put in this new combination of Bermuda and ryegrass called Tahoma Thirty One for the game. This was a new surface for the game that they're testing. It's funded by the USGA, the United States Golf Association. That's who's funding this because a lot of golf courses are transitioning to this. But how in the world do you allow this to happen on the grandest of all stages? And I said yesterday, Barrett, it is amazing and a blessing that somebody did not go down with a torn knee, torn ankle, or a torn Achilles in this game. The way dudes were slipping and sliding like they were in the ice capades. That, that was atrocious for the league. That's, That's the only way that this would get real attention from Roger Goodell, who's busy hugging Patrick Mahomes after the game. Uh, that's the only way that this would get that kind of attention is if an ACL was torn, if an ankle was blown out. Yes. Unfortunately, that's what it takes. This will be brushed under the rug like any other major controversy with the NFL because they know their Teflon and this won't be addressed at all. And again, this is not – I'm not doing the 49er, Cowboy, Giant, Crybaby crap because both teams had to deal with it. I think it's unfair to both teams yes. that they had to deal with it. Yes. All right, so that, that's, that's that. Barrett, let's talk about the Bradbury play that was called a defensive hold on the last – what turned out to be the Chiefs' final drive, which was a third down, which allowed the drive to continue. They would have kicked the field goal much earlier, and the Eagles would have a shot to, to get the ball back and, and done something at that point. What did you think about the call itself? I thought it was a terrible call. It was absolutely a terrible call. Um, but it was not, not a terrible call because it was a hold if you really go through what the you know parameters of the rule is it's a hold yes yep. it was make it no excuse by letter no of the law, law it is yep yeah so i mean and 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 that's what bradbury said you know under the letter of the law it was a hold but hey, i thought this is a super bowl i thought this is you know you don't want to be the reason for the game going either way you know then i want to talk this i'm talking about you know the officiating you don't want to be the official that dictated the tempo of a game, the, the the outcome of a game. You know what I'm saying? They've been playing like that all game. All game they were. Yeah, both teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, Clutching those young kids, those young yeah. kids were, you know, playing touchy Philly all day and they didn't call it. But you're gonna on the last drive, you're gonna make that call? Come on, man. You, you, you gotta and, and 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 you know, if it was really, really a a, a bad call, you would have seen. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster react in that type of way. Juju's like, man, that was just good coverage. Yeah. He's jogging back to the huddle. Right. So if he you, didn't find anything wrong with it. If you look at some of the better defenses in the NFL over the past several years in particular, go back to the year when D- Tampa Bay's defense was dominating everybody and they won the Super Bowl. Their claim to fame on the back end was clutching the grab it, and, and the refs kept looking the other way, never called it, even in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't call it on him. Maybe catch him one time. That was it. Baltimore, when Baltimore's defense a few years ago was a top defense. Oh. Same thing. San Francisco's defense, known for mugging people. Very seldom does it call. 
But but here's what I want to ask you, Barrett. Even though you're right, by the letter of the law, as Rob said, it was, it was a it was a hold. Did it and make the ball you, was overthrown? Yes. Did it make you cringe a little bit that the player that got penalized? And I gave him props. I gave him props on the post game show Sunday night. I gave him props yesterday for standing up and saying, "Hey, man, that was a hold on me." I was just, and he said, "I, I was hoping the ref wouldn't call it." Yep. Do, do yep. you have because because a lot of players would not have come out and been that honest. They wouldn't have said that. Did it make you cringe a little bit that, that Bradbury came out and admitted it, which kind of which kind of dilutes the argument on whether the call should have been made or not? Because now that the player involved says it, you really can't argue a whole lot. I mean, we, we can, but the argument fades away a lot quicker than it could. Well, I mean, I, to me, I thought it was stand up. That's what, yes, I agree. When I looked at, when I looked at it, and I saw it the second time. I did see a little bit. I'm like, all right, I, I can see how you can call it. And the line just called it. His back was kind of towards it, so you really couldn't see exactly what was going on. He just yeah. called it through the flag. But I just, you just don't make those type of calls during that time, and and, and dictate what happens in the game. If the ball was overthrown, because yeah. they said the yeah. ball was overthrown, that was uncatchable ball. They could have said yeah. that. But under the love of the law, that's what it was. And I, I got a lot of respect for Bradbury doing that. Exactly. Well, and, and the players made no excuses, by the way. None, none of them did. None of them did. Haven't made one. That just shows how classy we are. That's why yep. you got trolls that come on our, our, our you know. We, we, we ain't getting it all. We, you don't yeah. see us crying about anything. or You heard none of our players crying. Nope. Fortnite's got their ass kicked. Yep. And you don't hear us talk. They, and, 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 they're still they, crying. They're crying. They're still crying. But you don't hear our guys saying it. You know why? Because we're a stand-up organization. We call it the gold standard. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to go out and troll people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no question. All right, so there's that. Let me just ask you about one more here in terms of controversial call. There, there was a play where Devontae Smith makes a catch down the sidelines, a deep shot, um, would have put the Eagles in the, in the red zone. And, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a juggle. He gets hit. He goes down. It's initially ruled a catch. So that's a, that's a big piece of this. Yes. It's ruled a catch initially. It has there has to be enough evidence to overturn it. They review it a thousand times. You know we're looking at every angle trying to figure this thing out. Um, you know the TV broadcast. Mike Pereira doesn't know. Nobody knows, etc. They overrule that, which usually by letter of the law, when it goes that long during a review, it was a long one. It's usually uh, you know upheld as a catch. It's, whatever the play was ruled on the field, it's kept that way. It wasn't. This one was overturned. Uh, it ended up, I think, resulting in an Eagles field goal, which would have maybe been a touchdown had they been in the field position they were in. So, what'd you think about that one? I, I thought it was also horseshit because yeah. when I look at when when I when I see the catch and they make the catch, once again they're on their p's and q's. They run to the line. All of a sudden, you see a flag being thrown. I'm like, come on, what are you throwing a flag for? Because they didn't allow. The, uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs to 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 make a um, substitute. Substitute. Well, they didn't substitute, did they? Did we substitute anybody? I don't know. So how did that? They get- well, that's a, that's a huge part of this. The the, the play yes. probably would have went on, and Andy wouldn't have challenged it had he not had enough time because exactly. the officials blew it ah, da, da. by their and own Because admission. of that, you threw the flag and and, and and penalized him. So when you penalized him, it gave him the autonomy now to throw a flag. That's BS, man. Come on, man. Yep. Yep. They, they got to the line. They ran the play. The play was ran. And they throw the flag and say, we didn't get them set. How did we not get them set? You got them set and they walked away 
And then you're going to throw the flag saying that they uh, didn't give him an opportunity to. Make my mind up, please. Mm-hmm. Once you leave that ball, once that uh, once Elijah <laughs> leaves the ball and walks away, and they snap the ball, the play is going, then you throw the flag, oh, we didn't give him enough time to do that. That's, All right, so it, it's, that's, yeah. that's the part that I, that I get, that I got a problem with. No, I hear you. you know what I'm saying? I that's the part I got a problem with. You, you stop, you blow the whistle, you throw a flag saying it was a penalty because – they couldn't get. They couldn't switch their players. If we didn't switch our players, they don't get a chance to switch theirs out. Mm-hmm. What was the fix in B Brooks? I don't know about the fixes. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> downgrade my uh, the sport I love, the sport I got my butt kicked for. I'm not even that. But it sure did look like there was some home cooking going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Man, people kept saying this game was rigged. I, I hear a lot of people saying that. A lot of people saying that. Oh but, man. All right, well, I got let's get to the news of the day here. Shane Steichen is officially going to the Colts as their head coach. He was the Eagles' offensive coordinator. We'll get to Jonathan Gannon in a minute, but let's start with the impact of Steichen leaving. Um, how much of a loss is this? He's been here through the development of Jalen Hurts for the last two years. I know we give Brian Johnson and, and Nick Sirianni a lot of credit for it, but Steichen absolutely has to get credit for this as well and how much better, in addition to, to Jalen, of course, himself, has gotten better. Uh, they're an offense that scored a lot of points there. They've had a lot of success and we're coming off a very frustrating game on both sides of the ball. I get it. But, uh, how big a loss is Steichen in, in your guys' estimation? Huge, you know, huge. Um, wow. You know, I mean, I think the reason, a big part of the reason that Jalen made that jump from last year to this year was consistency with the coaching style and the coaches he had in there. Remember, you know, all through Alabama, all through when he, you know, through college, he had a different coaching staff or a different coordinator every single year. And it didn't change when he got to the NFL until this last coaching style when when um, Nick Sirianni gave him Steichen for two years straight. And his progressing in the offense got better and better because of that, because of that consistency that he had with Shane Steichen. Now, once again, it'll be interrupted. He won't have the same coaching staff that he had before, which, you know, leads to, um, leads to you know, the possibility of, you know, that change hurting Jalen Hurts. It might hurt him. So, I mean, at this point, I, I, what can you say? What can you do? Yeah. Well, well here's the question I have. Gunner, I'll ask you. Do, do you think it's as simple as Brian Johnson gets elevated from QB coach to offensive coordinator? Do they look from the outside? Just to be clear, too, they have to look from the outside uh, by by the uh, the uh, Rooney rule, where they have to at least interview minority uh, candidates, even though Brian Johnson is an African-American. Do, do, do you see it being Johnson? Do you see something somebody else, maybe? By, by the law of the Rooney rule, <laughs> they will open it up. Brian Johnson will be elevated to offensive coordinator. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You still got Kevin, right? Kevin Patulo? Who? Yeah. Kevin Patulo. Yeah. He is still there. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's also a possibility. There's also a possibility that Brian Johnson gets him a job somewhere else. He's still in consideration for a lot of these coordinator jobs. True. But I'm telling you right now, Brian Johnson. If You're you, in the know. <laughs> well, he, he's the Patulo is the pass game coordinator for people who don't know. For the right. okay, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. I should have said that. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, though. The Eagles cover two areas. Number one, it's a rarity to have an African American as uh, an OC in the NFL. Uh, 
he he did a lot of work with Jalen also as a quarterback coach. Okay. Um, the Eagles are good about trying to promote from within. Brian Johnson right now, as we sit here, is a leading candidate to be moved up. He covers too fast as number one. Minority's getting a number ch- a ch- a chance. And number two, the Eagles respect what he also contributed to the development of Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts likes working with him. What do you want? You want your quarterback to be happy, right? You want everything around your quarterback to be the perfect storm. And if, if the Eagles feel that this guy, who doesn't get a lot of notoriety, um, because it starts with Sirianni, then it goes Steichen. Um, but but if but if your franchise quarterback has a comfort level with with this guy in house, then he deserves a shot. Right. He, he he's he's paid his dues. He deserves he deserves that shot. So that's what I'm saying. Brian Johnson, and, and like I said, as we sit here right now, he's the leading candidate to be elevated. If he's not, let me put it like this: if he's not elevated to that that, that role, um, I would be shocked. As we sit here right now, okay. But but then I also have to ask you, and I and I hate bringing this up, but it's a topic that's ever ever existing when we see coaching changes. We look at the bigger picture, and once again, a guy like an Eric Bieniemy gets passed over for head coaching jobs. Okay, now kudos to Steichen, and if Gannon gets the job in Arizona, kudos to him. I don't take anything because you know what? When you own a toy, you can you can hire whoever you want. But what makes them any more qualified than Eric Bieniemy to get a head coaching job? Now, everybody across the league it recognizes Bieniemy as one of the most creative minds in all of pro football, and everybody's looking for that next great offensive mind to lead your team. How does this man keep getting passed over for head coaching job? He's got more experience than Steichen, way more experience than Gannon, and more prominent role. Okay, which is OC next be- next level to a head coach, yet he continues to get passed over. And people can say, "Well, you know, maybe he doesn't interview well." I don't care. Hey, what are his results on the field? I don't care if he can hold a half hour conversation with me as an owner. <laughs> what can you do on the football field to make my team better? Yeah, he's already you can't tell. Yeah, right. You can't tell me Sir- Sirianni blew blew him away in the uh, you know as far as no. conversation. Look at their offensive concepts from start <laughs> to finish and how it evolved compared to what Steichen and Sirianni did. Now, granted, this is his third time in the Super Bowl. I get that. This was Steichen and Sirianni's first. Right. It's a learning curve. They always say, you got to learn how to win before you win. And this was a great learning tool. So now, last year, the Eagles got to the playoffs, got embarrassed by Tampa Bay. They learned from that. Now he got to a Super Bowl, and he learned from that. They learned from that. Okay. Would I hire Cilio? Would I hire? It's an interesting question. If if he leaves and you give him some kind of title like assistant head coach, would you want to bring him here? Heck yes, Eric. In a Minnesota minute, yes. Okay, absolutely. Okay, there's no question about it. Yeah, I think if he goes to Washington or Baltimore or you know not Baltimore, I mean Washington. If he goes to Washington, yeah. Watch how different their offense will look in terms of motions, formations. All this stuff. Mm, we don't want that, man. We don't want that. Yeah, we'll see what get, I'm saying? Like keep him out. We'll see what, him out see what I'm saying? Yep. So this man has paid his dues time and time again, and he can't get a sniff. A Cliff Kingsbury? We yeah. all laughed when Arizona hired Cliff Kingsbury, and lo and behold, look at what happened to him in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, Xander asks, why would he leave Patrick Mahomes in, in, in our in our uh, private chat? 
The only reason he would do that is to get out of the shadow of Andy Reid. True. And that, Andy that, that's why. That. And here's why. Not that they have a bad relationship. They have a great relationship. But we all know. Everybody looks – when they talk about that offense, and obviously they talk about Mahomes. But I'm saying from a coaching standpoint, the first name that's brought up is Andy Reid. It's not Eric Bieniemy. Whether that's right or wrong, Andy Reid is brought up first. Right. If you go elsewhere, maybe you get away from that shadow a little bit. So, uh, the that's only true. reason he would do it. There's that's no other right. reason – no right. other reason. Yep. Andy Reid Andy Reed came out and said that if, if BNME goes somewhere. First of all, when you have quality coordinators like that, mm-hmm. teams don't let them go No, because the only way you can go is if you're moving up in position to a head coach. But for Andy to allow Eric BNME to make a lateral move and go to be an OC somewhere else, what does that say about Andy Reid and what he thinks of his coaches? Well, Correct. I, no, I agree that. with you. I mean, we we can go back, and this is not, uh, you know, this is apples and oranges a little bit. But John Harbaugh was labeled just a special teams coach. Exactly. And Andy said, you know what, we got to stop this because this guy deserves to be a head coach. He became the defensive backs coach at the end That's right. before he left. That's right. And I don't know if that helped. I don't know if it sped up the process for him. I know he got a job pretty quickly after that with the Ravens, and he hasn't looked back since. So. I think Andy might recognize that he he casts a shadow over some people sometimes, and maybe he doesn't want to lose him, but he's willing to let him go for that reason. Yes, he yes. gets it. Let me look at uh look at look at what's going up in uh, up in New York with the Giants. Yeah, I mean this 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 is the nature of who Big Red is. This is the nature of how he runs, but he also does stuff to get his guys and put in different places though. And that's what you know. That's what's great about Andy. Andy does not have a problem with hooking you up and putting you somewhere, yeah, or allowing you. I mean, he's he's good. He's good at understanding that he's not oblivious to who he is and how much weight he carries. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So Uh, for him to get what's the quarterback's name? He'd be um, uh, the offensive coordinator with the Giants. Man, I can't think of anything. The guy who used to be Jason, not Jason Garrett. No, 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 no. He's the Giants offensive coordinator right now. Oh, right now. Dorsey said the offensive coordinator. He used to be with the with the Giants. Yeah, he's the Giants guy. Are you thinking of Nagy? No, 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 no. Hold on a second. I I mean, because Dorsey's the offensive coordinator in New York with with Dable. He used to be with the. With the Bills, right? Is that is that you think? No, 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 no. Kafka? Oh, Kafka. But Kafka, Kafka, yeah, Mike Kafka, yeah. Kafka, Kafka's in New York. Dorsey's in Buffalo. Yeah, Kafka yeah. is the is the former. That's Eagle. what I'm Kafka. Yeah, I'm sorry. Kafka yeah. was he was he was never the officer coordinator. Right. He was just a quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Right. Look at him now. He's the officer coordinator. No, great guys. point, Barrett. Right on. You know what I'm saying? He understands. Right he's not oblivious to what he is, and he hooks guys up. I mean, look at his coaching tree right now. His coaching tree. He has three guys. No, two guys. Two guys in you know that are offensive coordinators. Yeah. And and you know, in, in the end of the NFC East. No, it's a great point. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Buffalo, and no, he's not nobody in Buffalo, but I mean that's just gonna show how you know how good he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Buffalo, he has his his defensive coordinator. Well, he's a defensive, he was was a defensive backs coach there, but he's under Andy's tree also. You know, his his tree is starting to sprout out everywhere. Yes. No, it, there's Jacksonville. You. Yes, you you do not want to see the enemy in Washington. You yeah. do not want to see him there. Yeah. I mean, they, they obviously got to get him a quarterback, but you're right. I, I would I prefer he stays in Kansas City. That's for sure. Yes. I, let's talk about Gannon. Uh, there's a lot of talk that he's close to the Cardinals job. Not official. Steichen is, is a done deal. This is All not right. official. Okay. But, well, and also, I appreciate it, Adam Esploit. Yeah, this is a Kafka. Um, when I, when I, just, just looking at everything, you know, that, that, that went on in that game. And the second half, 
I am not off the gan wagon. I'm just telling everybody now. I'm not off the gan wagon. Sometimes your players have to make you look better than what you are. So I think it's a double-edged sword. Players need to step up and the coach needs to step up. Right. But I am still on the gan wagon. I know there's a lot of people here saying, you know, oh, leave the gan wagon. Uh, look, look, leave gan, uh, leave gan, gan inside the is in the desert. It should be in the mm-hmm. desert. No, we can't leave him in a desert. He's yeah, look, like, I, look, here's where I'm at. It, <laughs> Please, it, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call it like I see it, I, and I defend it. You guys you, are you terrible. Know. Don't no, do but that. He, look, he had a bad game, and yeah, there's, no way to, there's no way around it, and I think he's stubborn to a fault, which he needs to correct. He's got to adapt. He's got to make changes. He's got to be willing to get out of a comfort zone, and I think that's, a, that's an issue with him. Not to say he can't correct those things, and not to say he didn't have a really great year, but he had an awful Super Bowl, and I don't he know. wasn't the only one. But he had a bad Super Bowl. That's all. I mean, all it right. is what it is. Here's how I'm going to characterize it. You know, Bear said he's not off the gang wagon. Rob, you're not off the gang wagon, and I don't disagree with you. Here's the way I say it: Jonathan Gannon's defense produced astronomical numbers in spite of his concept. You had a Pro Bowl defense, not one or two Pro Bowl players. You think about how many players made first-team Pro Bowl, how many made alternate Pro Bowl on that defense? You had the richest talents in the entire league defensively this season, from the trenches to the linebackers to your secondary. The best of the best, and you put up gargantuan numbers across the board. I think the players won in spite of his philosophy, not his scheme, because he told us he doesn't have a scheme. It's a philosophy. I think they won in spite of his philosophy. When you have that kind of talent rotation on the on the, in the trenches, they were eight deep in the trenches. Mm-hmm. You bring in Kazir White, you bring in Hassan Reddick. That's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. We identified Trent Edwards in 2021. I mean, TJ Edwards in 2021 as a really good inside linebacker, very smart, very instinctive linebacker. Then you go out and get Bradbury. You go out and get CJ Gardner Johnson. Mm-hmm. You basically had three to four Pro Bowlers on the back end of your defense. Who else in the NFL can say that? Well, here, nobody. Here, I, listen, I hear you, Derek. I, but I think what we do to sometimes is move the goalpost with him. Like when they play bad, it's all him. When yeah. they play well, he has great players. Like, like let's give him a little bit of credit here. And, and, yes. and by the way, to, to your point, he's going to be if he stays. If he doesn't get the Cardinals gig. They're going to lose personnel on that side. Sure He's not going to have those that kind of talent you're talking sure about. Then we're going to really find out what kind of coach he is. I gave, I, I gave him a lot of rope in 2021 because he didn't have the talent to do what he wanted to do. Right. He, didn't have, he didn't have close to the talent he had in 22. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been consistent in my views of Gannon. I've, I've been like I'm, – I'm, I'm a very gray area person with Gannon the whole season. It didn't change one way, shape, or the other. And as I mentioned to you, Rob, you look at the st- you look at the games and the opponents where they racked up their biggest volume of stats in 2022. Okay, and you know what? You take advantage. You take advantage in this game. There is no apologies. You take advantage of who you line up across. You don't make the schedule. That's determined for you by the league. Yeah. So you get up and you pound the heck out of whoever you line up across with no sympathy whatsoever, and that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. But I just brought up the fact that when you look at the wealth of talent, and, and I'm and I'm not saying when Gannick played great, it was Gannon. When he didn't play great, it was Gannon. I've said basically across the board. I was here with Gannon. And you got we we joked about this. We talked about it all season long. I kept moving one way or the other with Gannon because I'm looking at how he deployed 
when you play an inferior opponent, you punch them in the mouth, man. The fact that he consistently played five, six, seven, eight yards off mediocre receivers drove me nuts. Okay. It drove me nuts. Look, it's fair enough. Uh, and he did the point. same thing on the grandest of all stages. Um, when we come back, we'll go to the offensive side here. Um, and some interesting comments from A.J. Brown today as the Eagles are doing their kind of clear out the locker room exit interview thing uh, on a fourth and two call that Nick Sirianni decided to make. Uh, we'll just, we'll dig into that a little bit too. So we'll get into the offensive side of this thing uh, from the game as well. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about pro-action restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, uh, you have a property that you own, and you've gone through the inconvenience of, of water, a fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, Proaction Restoration is the place to reach out to. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I could tell you this because I reached out to them on a Saturday. They got right out to my parents' house. They cleaned everything up. They fixed the problem. Uh, it, the crew was professional. The price was right. Everything you could ask for. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. Proaction Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Welcome back in Sports Day on this Tuesday, Valentine. We'll get to Valentine's Day later. And the legitimacy of this is a holiday, a quote-unquote holiday. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But uh, let's talk about the Eagles offense a little bit. I, I want to hit you with this, um, another scenario here, guys. So uh, fourth quarter, um, Eagles – are down i think they're down are they down a point at that point yeah they're down a point um and they have the ball it's fourth and two on their own 25 i'm trying to find the exact down and distance what it was um nick sirianni who who we know has been uber aggressive you know really the entire year and that's since he's gotten here that's his mo um he elects to punt on the play and you know, AJ Brown today clearing out his stuff said it's a, been a tough 48 hours. Uh, said when they kicked the field goal, oh, I'm sorry, they, they yeah, they kicked the field goal to go up 27 uh, 21. He knew they were going to lose. In other words, that's kind of a different scenario. But I want to ask you about that fourth down that's getting a lot of a lot of discussion. I had no problem with them punting. That's that's too dangerous to me on your own 25, but there are a lot of people screaming about it. What do you guys think? I have no problem whatsoever punting in a game of this magnitude. No matter what they did in the past, you 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 cannot give momentum is so huge in a game like this. You cannot give an opponent, especially a Patrick Mahomes runs offense that short of a field if you don't convert it. Now, because of what we saw throughout the season, the probability of the Eagles converting that was greater, more so than lesser. But in this game against that dude and that offense, you don't. You got to play. You got to play the safe percentage in this game. The way to this game ebbed and flowed. You got to play the same percentage. I have no problem with that. How about you, back? I don't. Have, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I understand um, wholeheartedly. You know, we're in our territory. You can't. You can't take a. You can't take that chance. I mean, give them the longer field. You know, that's that's that's. You know, if you plan if you plan your cars right, yes, that's the proper call. Now I can understand he started out uber aggressive. I understand that he should have stayed uber aggressive. But you got to play smart also. It's just we have a yeah. punter that freaking sucks, number one. I mean, come on, man. Sucks. It just didn't make sense to me, man. I'm, and this start, this this stems from early in the season. They've been our freaking Achilles heel for this. I mean, it, it's absolutely atrocious. I mean, yes. we turn around and, and, and we have played so bad. Why the hell is Clay? Why He should have been fired 15 minutes after they lost. Michael Clay. Yes. Special teams coordinator. People don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think there could be a change there. Uh, I think there, there will certainly be a new punter. Could be. Uh, I think you will see a new punt returner. I think you will see a new kicker. I think that is the side of the, other than free agents departing and we're going to get in the free agents in a minute. 
that's the side of the of the three phases that's going to be changed dramatically and has to be changed dramatically. Well, it wasn't acceptable. All no, year. no, come on, come on, Rob, 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 Rob. <laughs> you could have went out there and did a better job punting <laughs> this season. How about two? Like, like the, the coverage. It was he was supposed to kick it to the other side, Barrett. He shanks it to his right, to his right, <laughs> and everybody's headed the other way. Oh my god! <laughs> but then there was two people down there that could make. The tackle. I know you. you there's no question. Totally whiffed on it. You, you got to make tackles. No question. But tackling has been an issue with this team all year. In special teams, defense, it's been it's been inconsistent all year. So so, like I said, everything that we thought was fixed, in by the end of by the conclusion of the regular seasons, reared its ugly head, in the most pivotal, prominent game of a season. Mm-hmm. Everything came back to surface, and you know. If this doesn't show the Eagles, now let's face it. First of all, the return game in a lot of ways has been taken away from the NFL because of all the rule changes. But we saw in the Green Bay game, their returner was taking the ball five, six, seven yards deep in the end zone deliberately and coming out and picking up big chunks of real estate, which allowed Green Bay to even stay close to the Eagles in, in that game. Mm-hmm. And then they saw – you saw what 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 the returning, and it's not just Tony. It was Sky Moore. Sandy, uh, uh, the Chiefs have a wealth of return people, and I'm talking about speed. If this doesn't show the Eagles that you've got to have some people with speed back there, I don't know what I don't know what what you can do beyond this point. Because I agree with both of you. You got to change the punter, and you've definitely got to get better speed on the back end of your kickoff and punt returns because you do get that rare opportunity where you can take one out and field possession is so huge in today's game, especially when you have two evenly matched teams and it showed now that Kobe, Kobe had a nice return on one. one he did have one good return. Yeah. One I, good return. But everybody on the planet who watches football knows Kansas city is loaded with dangerous returners. We saw it in the Cincinnati game. Yep. So you've got to go out and you've got to find some, I don't care if it's a draft or wherever the case may be, you've got to find somebody with some wheels that could possibly break one for you in a return game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, hey, Joe, as I mentioned, the Eagles are cleaning out their lockers, which means there's access to, to all the players and whatnot. So Jalen Hurts, when asked about a contract extension uh, with the Eagles, said, quote, I care about winning. There will be a day that that conversation can be had. Today is not that day. No, I mean, you know, nothing, no groundbreaking stuff, but he's, you know, I'm sure he's he's stinging and he wants to just give it a minute and then right, we'll, right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he still has one year left on his deal. He does. He does. So yep. when you when you think of it in that capacity, they don't have to pay him now. No. But we understand no. how how he works. I mean, just look at the deals that he's giving these guys. You know, I mean, the deal that 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 he has given Maddox, the deal he's given uh, uh, Dallas Goddard, Malata, Malata, all those deals right now are the best deals for the quality of player that the, the NFL has right now. Right. Yep. So those players were were. Brought in consistently, well under what players are getting right now. So, and Barrett, let's be real too. This is a quarterback. Like you can't. This is even a different deal than any other position. Absolutely, you we're talking about forty percent. Forty percent of the cap goes to the quarterback. You got to allocate that. You got to bite the bullet. Let's hope that we put all our we put all our eggs in in um and hope. I believe it'll get done and it'll be done soon. Actually, I, I believe that because there's so many things that have to bounce mm-hmm. off of that that you have to do because of all the free agents, which we'll get you, to in you, a second. You 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 you're absolutely right, Rob. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't want to you want to get this off your chest, head into free agency and and the combine, 
uh, with you know one less worry on you. Yeah, because you don't. And you can't. You don't want to do that. Like I said to Derek yesterday, Barrett. You don't want to have a Lamar Jackson situation where like the whole year it's all oh, no, you no. talk about and it's yes. it's a distraction. I don't care how good your organization is because other players are like, "What are you asking me for?" Like, I, I'm just trying to do what I'm trying to do. Like that's it, it becomes an issue. And the Eagles, no, they're way too good an organization to let that happen, in my estimation. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see this even lingering in the, in the offseason very long. Frankly, let's let's put it like this: They gave Carson Wentz big money before his rookie deal was up, right? Yes. Yep. All right. You, you, and your owner has already identified before the kickoff of the Super Bowl that Jalen Hurts has nothing left to prove, right? Right. In order, to, I think it's, it's a slam dunk. Now it comes down to a matter of the two sides having a meeting of the minds. I guarantee you, Howie's already had preliminary discussions with uh, Jalen's representatives about a contract, what he's thinking, what they're thinking in terms of numbers. The numbers start, and that's just a starting point. The numbers start with what Kyler Murray got. Because that was that's a crime that Arizona gave him that contract, and he ain't proved jack yet. And you, can you imagine how many front offices are cringing because Arizona gave Kyler Murray that money? Well, now the there's two things happening. They're they're cringing about that. The, the the one that they're all angry about is Deshaun Watson. No question, because it's all guaranteed. No question. That's the that's the deal. That every they won't say this publicly. Each and every organization looks at Cleveland like you got to be kidding me that you did this. I'm telling you, that's a no big, question. no big question. issue. No question. For a guy who's a great athlete but hadn't proved anything, has he won anything in the NFL? Nope. No. Nope. No. Has he taken a team to a Super Bowl? You know, no. those type of deals started with Cousins. Like nobody yes. ever heard of Cousins, a, 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 a player getting 100% guaranteed on a contract. Yep. His contract was 88 mil guaranteed. Yep. It was either 80 or 88 million guaranteed. You're right, Barry. Yep. But I right like on. I like the fact that they're getting guaranteed money now. I like players getting guaranteed. We are the only uh, professional sports entity that doesn't have guaranteed contracts. And why mm-hmm. is that? Mm-hmm. It's because our 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 our, um, our players association blows. They suck when it comes to that. They don't press the issue. The only way that can happen is if the players association presses the issue and says, "Look, we're not going to be we're not going to be able to." To you know, go forward without these contracts being guaranteed. Because even with me, I had a split contract my last year. Split contract meaning if I make the squad, I get a hundred percent. If yep. I get hurt, I gotta get paid. I get paid half that. Yep. And I signed it like a dumbass. I shouldn't have signed it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and what happened? I get hurt. So I only got half my contract. Right. So I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> In fact, quick story. A guy that was also an office alignment. He got he did the same thing. He signed a split contract, and then bam, he he hurts himself. So he gets the entire year, but the entire year he's getting paid his entire contract. Yeah. Two years later, the Steelers figure out what happened. They called him. They wanted to pay all that money back. Oof. <laughs> Boy. Okay. I honestly believe, and I've said this earlier in the season. I honestly believe. The biggest the biggest holdup for guaranteeing contracts in the NFL is because of the volume of players that it in, entails. And you think about it, Tennessee in 2021 used 91 players to get through a season, 91 players. No other sport comes close to that. Of the big four sports, no other sport comes close, number one, to a 53-man roster or a 90-man roster when you're talking about going to training camp. 
And because the injury factor is so much greater than in football, yeah, you have to replete, replete the, you got to replete the cover almost every week because somebody's going down. Mm-hmm. I think it would blow a so-called salary cap right out the water. Yeah, how do you manage that when you got to have so many interchangeable parts? I don't now, care. Get it I know done. You, no, I know, I understand that, but I'm saying, how do you do it? Without blowing the cap out of what if you if you're going to live your make if your business is going to live by a so-called cap, how do you do that when the the pieces are ever revolving like that? You don't have you don't have the same 53 guys you start a season with. Now, Tennessee's numbers were a little just mind-boggling. 91 players to get through a 16 game season, 17 game season. We don't know the numbers in all the other teams. I would say on the average. A team has to get through at least 75 players to get through a season, at least. Mm-hmm. And that goes far beyond your 10 to 15 man practice squad. Right. You know, well, you're absolutely right, man. But at the end of the day, the NFL is not hurting for cash. They can no. afford to pay all no. that. They can no. afford to pay all that. They can afford to pay. All right. Like even now, the NFL only gives us benefits, you know, medical benefits for five years after we retire. We get it for five years. After that, that we got to pay for ourselves. That's atrocious. They can afford to pay that. They make billions upon billions yes. upon billions of dollars. They, and they, I got to pay. Why do you think I'm working now? Yeah. I wouldn't work. I would not work if, if they had paid my benefits. My benefits when I – um, only reason I started doing TV and radio is after that five years, I said, I'm like, damn, I got to pay this. I was paying yeah. $7,200 a month. That's crazy. That's in, crazy. In, in medical bills because nobody wants to insure me. I no. just come stepping off a football field. They don't want to insure me. Yep. And the race that I had to pay was ridiculous, monumental. Yeah. So no, because of that, that's why I got to work. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. $7,000 a month I was paying for like a year and a half. And, year and, and when, you, half. when you're in a profession, Baird, where 80%, according to the percentages over the last decade, 80%, 80% of your workforce ends up broke. Yes. Okay, and you only get five years of medical coverage. What are you gonna? What's a what's a person supposed to do the rest of their lives? I understand. Get out. You make the transition back into the real world. I get that. But a lot of players will never see that kind of money again. Now, some have been successful in life after football because they were smart enough to lay groundwork while they were still playing. But the bulk of them, that's why you see these players like coming up with all medical scams, players that are behind bars because they got into scam situations because they're desperate for money. Okay. They're trying to make ends meet. That doesn't justify what they did um, compared to people trying to live their lives honestly. Mm-hmm. See, but I, I, five I, years, that's I work it. within my means, man. I, you know, I, 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 I live within my means. I always lived within my means um, because, I mean, I lived the same lifestyles I lived when I was playing because I understood NFL stuff for not for long. I still stay in the same house as I. Uh, yeah. I'm still, but still, though, I've been retired 15 years, and I'm still driving the same cars that were. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm such a good mechanic now. I didn't fix them yeah. up and put them back, you know. Yeah. But it's just, it's crazy that I played with a guy. The year I, the year I retired, a guy played DB. He got paid 31 million dollars for for four years. 31 for four. Two years ago, he called me. And saw that I was on IG and saw that I was doing TV, thinking I'm making all this money being on TV. No, I don't make a whole lot of money being on TV. I don't make in fact I make less than nothing. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, it pays it pays for cell phones and lunch. Oh, hold, hold up, B bro. Stop. Stop right there. What? You make a decent living in life after football. Yeah, decent, but not like an NFL player. 
Yeah, but still, you I still got the same the curve. You still I way ahead of the curve, though. I'm still, I still got the same bills I had when I was in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See that that aspect has not changed. I still have right. to pay the same bills, same amount of bills, but I don't have the same amount of money coming in. Right. But the difference is, this guy called me and asked me, "Hey, man, let me borrow five grand. I promise I'll give it back to you in two weeks." I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I said, well, why don't you just wait for two weeks? That way you ain't got to pay me back. You just use the money you have. It. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, no, dog. You know, some people call, they want to ask for, they want to borrow sugar. I say, you're not borrowing it. You, I'm just giving it. Yeah, to it's you. a loan. It, you know I mean, it's not, it's not even yeah. a loan. Yeah, it, it's it's a gift. I don't give no. free money away, bro. Yeah. No, but I, I live essentially the same as I did back then because I understood I'm a miser. Yeah. A miser. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. If it don't make money, it don't make sense to me. I, I can I can attest to the fact Barry Brooks won't loan me a dime. So oh, stop it. You ain't never asked me. You ain't never asked me, D Gun. I'm, I'm you are Robert. I, I, I was standing there with my hand out. I said, B Brooks, help a brother out. Yes. Yeah, Brooks said, What's your name? B Brooks said, What's your name again? Okay. Bruh. Well, guess what? Speaking of money, free agents. When we come back, it's a long Ooh. list. It's a long list. Let's throw Kelsey into that mix, what what his future holds. We'll get into all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you on this Tuesday. All right, I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they are experts trimming all types of trees and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we got that time of year right now, and we're getting a little break right in this area, at least not bad. But before the really harsh winter kicks in here, it's a great time to get your trees evaluated. You want to make sure any of those branches or, God forbid, the tree come down on the house or somebody or a neighbor, et cetera, or the pet. Go to their Facebook or Instagram. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information, give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. 
Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, the uh, the gang is all here. We're hanging out. All right. So uh, we knew this going in. This is no surprise. It's one of the reasons why we talked about how important it was for the Eagles to actually win it this year. There are going to be changes. There's always changes, but there are, ex- especially in this offseason going into the 2023 season, this Eagles roster is going to look a lot different simply because there are a lot of free agents. Now it's already started with the coaches, but you know, with these free agents. So let me just read off the list of free agents and then we'll kind of go through them guys of who's going to be back and who we think is not going to be back. Uh, James Bradbury, CJ Gardner, Johnson, TJ Edwards, Fletcher Cox, Marcus Epps, Javon Hargrave, Linval Joseph, Nandakam Sue, Kaiser White, Brandon Graham, Isaac Sayamalo, Gardner Minshew, Miles Sanders, Zach Pascal, Boston Scott, uh, Robert Quinn, Rick Lovato. I don't think I'm missing anybody. Jason Kelsey. Uh, obviously, we will get into his future in a second here, and what you know, that this is going to be up to him whether or not it happens. But you said Boston Scott. I did. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's just kind of walk through this. There's, there's really no particular order, but let's just start on the defensive side. Don't, don't uh, forget about Brett Kern now. I'm trying to forget about Brett Kern, actually. <laughs> Brett actively, actively trying to forget about him. <laughs> and Sippos, that bum. <laughs> no, no, Sippos has another year. No, no, he won't. 
He's gone. <laughs> I decided. I'm not you even got, discussing this with the Eagles. I have no consultation. He's gone. But you goodbye. So, that's Australia brutal. for you, pal. You guys are brutal. You talk about me being brutal. You guys are brutal. No. no. Man. Gunner, come on, man. Hey, bro, don't, do, gonna, don't do it with the punters, man. Don't, I, I don't get ask, us I, going here. I want to ask you something, Rob, because yes. uh, I know where your heart lies. I always have. And you said off the top of the show that you still are having a tough time. Yes. Behind this loss. Okay, four, almost 48 hours after the fact. Why is it still sticking in your craw? Now, here's – and, and I'll, I'll give you my theory okay. later. But um, the game's over. We're two days removed from the game. It is what it is. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Why does it still hurt you today as much as it did Sunday? Because I think that they were the better team on paper, and I think they had control of that game. And they coughed it up. I don't feel like I, I understand who they were going against with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, two future Hall of Famers. I'm not downplaying that, but the Eagles instilled their will in the first half and they cratered in the second half. And that's the part that bothers me more than anything else. You know, you had the bad giveaway from Jalen and Jalen played great, but you had the bad giveaway from Jalen. You had the, the awful punt. And there were just plays that needed to be made in that game that weren't made. And it just really frustrates me because I, I like, let me put it this way. It, it, it sucked the way the Phillies lost on that home run in game six when Wheeler was pitching great and he got pulled and it didn't right. work. But I felt like they were the underdog to Houston, like legitimately. They Houston were. was a much better team. Um, you know, we could run through other other you know, settings and situations where I could have lived with it ha- had that been the circumstance. I didn't feel that way. Like I, I felt like this Eagles team with the depth that it had. And I also don't think we're going to see an Eagles team with this kind of depth for a very long time either. You know what, Rob? The last time, think about this: the last time the Eagles had anything close to a dominant defense like this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I covered this team for a long time. I would have to. I went all the way back to that 2014. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now think about how many years ago that was. Yeah. That's that's it's, it's almost years 20 ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah it's almost 20 years ago. ago. So yeah. that dominant that defense in 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 2004, you had Dalk on the back end. You had all, dude. You had Trotter. You had all these dudes. Dude, that defense was a monster back then. It's been almost 20 years since they've had a defense come close to that. And this defense, in terms of numbers, surpassed that defense and then some. Because of the advent of of free agency, it's going to happen. Now, they will have a good defense next year because you still have Hassan Reddick. You still have Josh Sweat, probably Brandon Graham. Even if they decide to get rid of one or both, of the tackles in Hargrave and, and Cox, you still have young players that have gotten a wealth of experience in Jordan Davis to come in and fill some gaps. You're going to have to get some linebackers. You may have to get another safety. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they still have the potential to be a good defense. Now, that 2005 defense should have been just as good as 2004. That team in 2005 should have been just as good as 04. T.O. lost his mind, yeah. divided the locker room. And number two, that 2005 team with basically the same players was decimated by injuries, and that's why they finished six and ten, sure. after coming off a, a 13 and three campaign in the Super Bowl campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you when you. And what made me say, say what I said was, I agree with you. I don't know if we're gonna ever if we're gonna see a dominant defense like this from a Philadelphia Eagles team, maybe for the next five to ten years. Yeah. Really no, no question about it. All right, look, let's um. Let's run through them, and you guys tell me. If you want to say – you don't even have to go, like, back or not back if you feel like the percentages are high or, you know, whatever the case may be. Let, let's just kind of walk through each one of these. And, again, I'm not even 
kind of going through these in, in, in terms of like importance or whatever. Let's just go defensive side first. Uh, Bradbury. Now keep in mind, they're already paying Slay a lot of money. You got, that has to be you know in the equation here uh, when you, when you look at this, but do we think that Bradbury's back? Barrett, I'll start with you on, on Bradbury. I, I, I'm going to say absolutely not. Um, he played well enough that he's going to go on some, some huge cash going into this offseason. He's going to get paid. Um, and he should get paid. We won't be able to afford both him. Um, Maddox is, is also getting paid a lot of money. So there, there, there's not enough room in it for, for, for all those guys. So I think he's a casualty of war. All right, let me ask you this. I, you know, Gunnar, I'll pose this to you, playing off of that. If all things were equal, who would you rather have, Bradbury or Slay? <laughs> um, if, you, if you're asking me that, I, I still want that's, – that's tough, man, because, you know, I'm looking at the age, and Slay is way older than Bradbury. But is he way the, older? I think so. Mm. Um, Slay. I think they're pretty close. Uh, maybe like a year or two. 91. Slay's 91. And so Slay will Bradbury. be 32. Why does he keep doing that? Why is my internet running so slow? That's All right, so Slay's 32 right now. Bradbury's 29. So, yeah, so he's the younger guy. Yeah. yeah, he's younger. He is. So in that aspect, I would go Bradbury. I'd, I'd keep Bradbury over Slay. Okay. That's just because of age. Production-wise, they were pretty equal. Okay. Production-wise. I think Bradbury plays better in zone coverage also. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Bradbury. So I would keep Bradbury. How about you, Gunner? Uh, hand down, hands down, Bradbury. When you look at the passes defended, uh, you look at the measure of consistency from start to finish, there's no question it was Bradbury. Slay had that law for like seven, eight games where we're, we're screaming, where, where's Slay? Where, where the heck is Slay? Where's big play Slay? You know, um, and I just think Bradbury is the more consistent player in terms of what you need on the back end, the stabilizing factor on the back end of that defense. So I would definitely keep him, but you know, people keep screaming, you know, trade Slay, get rid of Slay. But the Eagles, I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, take a big cap hit if they try to get rid of Slay. Yeah. I don't and, think he needs to go anywhere. I, 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 I like Slay. I do too. I like him, but you, ask, a... but you asked me who would I keep, one or the other. You maybe you, if you're twisting my arm, asking me which one will I keep, I would say I would want to keep Bradbury over Slay. But okay. because you're already paying Slay big money, I have to agree with Barrett, and I said it before. I don't think Bradbury's coming back. You can't put that kind of money into two cornerbacks. Yeah. Nope, you can't. I, I get a feeling he's out, too. Uh, let's go C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, Derek, why don't you, you start on this one? You better bring him back. Yeah. There would be, I think there would be, other than giving Jalen Hurts his money and appeasing your, your franchise quarterback, I think it would be the biggest offseason mistake that the Eagles make if they don't, let, if they don't bring this dude back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't care what it takes to get him back either. Um, when you look at his body of play, especially in that Super Bowl, man, he laid the lumber on Pacheco. He came up and hit. We talked all season long about how the Eagles' defensive tackling had been inconsistent, porous at times. The one guy who, when he stuck his head in there, he didn't miss tackles was CJ. Mm-hmm. He can go sideline to sideline. If you want to play single high, you know, Jonathan's, Jonathan Gannon's defense didn't play a lot of single high defense. 
what a lot of teams do. And what do you need when you play single high defense? You need a guy back there playing center field who can get sideline to sideline in a hurry. Mm-hmm. That's DJ. I'm yeah. definitely bringing him back. If I if I if I'm pulling the strings money wise, I'm definitely bringing CJ back this year. I, I I would rank him as my number one priority. Yes, I agree. All right, uh, Barrett, you agree? He's got to be back. You got to look. It's between him and. Uh, are you going to bring back Marcus Epps? And to pick between the two of them. I think that CJ GJ is the all-around better player. Mm-hmm. He gives you more of what he can do. He can play in the slot. He can play deep. He's very instinctual. He makes plays. If I was going to pick, you know, on a, from, from the safety position, I'd have to go CJ GJ. Is he a must-sign? He's a must-sign. He's a must-sign. You got to bring him back. He just brings too much to the equation. Will he price himself out of this? Yes. Somebody's going to offer him a boatload more cash than we are. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So the chance of him coming back, I don't think he's coming back. Wow. Now, you ask me who would I want, and if he's a must-sign, I'm going to say CJ GJ. But is he going to go back? And Bradbury gone. Oof. Okay. But I don't think that he will be back because people are going to offer him a boatload of cash. Yeah. All right. He led the NFL. He was co-leader of the NFL in, in uh, interceptions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fletcher Cox. Uh, I'm going to go only at a massive, massive, massive discount. Do you think he's going to take a massive, massive discount? Mm, is he going to get it elsewhere? I, I guess that's the biggest question, Barrett. I, you know, I think he'll probably could get like seven ish on the open market. Maybe the Eagles offer four. No, if he, if he, if he, if he does that, like if he, if they, somebody offers him six or seven, he's going with six or seven. I don't think the Eagles mm-hmm. going to go past seven. If they go seven, I think he bet he, he'll stay here. He'll okay. stay here at seven. Okay, that's it's it's cutting his salary in half. He made fourteen this year for right. So there's nobody going to give him more than that. Yep. But I think the Eagles will give him seven. So if I say he's back, it. I think he is back. Okay. If 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 he comes back here, it will be on a one year deal. His multi year deals with this organization are done. Um. How bad does he want to play with a team that could potentially get back to the Super Bowl again, or will his pride not let him take lesser money? And he may take a few more bucks, and what I mean by a few more, it might be a million or two more to go somewhere else to try to fit into a scheme that he has to start from, from fresh in when he already is a big dog in the pond here. If I'm pushing it, I say he's gone, to be honest. You got to make gone, you got to make way at some point, Rob, for Milton Williams and Jordan Davis to get in there and play every down. Yep. And it, you you get a lot younger and a lot cheaper, which will allow you to focus cash resources elsewhere that you prioritize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. I think he's gone as well. Um, you brought up Epps, Barrett. Let's revisit. You think he's back? It sounds like if CJ GJ's gone, he'll definitely be back. Would you agree? Yes, he'll be back. He'll give him a discount too. I think he likes it here. And the Eagles also understand, you know, they have to, you know, keep keep guys that have homegrown in the system. You know what I'm saying? They can't continue to make the same mistakes they had when evaluation of talent letting guys go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think he's a guy to grow up through the ranks. So is he gonna be here? Yes, because I don't want him to be another Jordan Poirier. 
the guys we had, a guy we had right up underneath yep. us, right there, and we let him go. He's the, he's the next Jordan Porter. If we let him go, he'll be the next Jordan Porter. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I think he will be here. Javon Hargrave, uh, double digit sacks from the defensive tackle position. You're, if, if, if Cox is walking or he's coming, you know, whatever, I think that some of it depends on that. You do have Jordan Davis, you do have Milton Williams in place. He's going to command money for sure after this kind of season, like good money on the open market because he's still got gas left in the tank. That's for sure. How old is he? No, pull it up. I'll have it in a second for you. Um, he is 30. He's 30 right on the nose. Okay, so he's 30. Let's see. You just gave you just gave Josh Sweat a new deal. Wasn't a gargantuan deal, but you gave him a new deal. You have two young guys in there. You still need depth. They like their depth and rotation in both offensive and defensive lines. I think he would serve well as a leader for that defense. But I will say this. Do you, someone, uh, you, you see him as a leader? I don't see him as a leader. You don't think so? No, I don't think I don't think he gives those traits. When I when I think of Hargraves, I don't think of a guy as a rah rah guy, a leader type, leadership type. Of guy. <clears throat> I, no, I see no. Okay, let me clarify that. Maybe not a verbal leader. Okay, all right, I get okay. that. Okay, I see him as a leader in terms of helping teach young D linemen the tricks of the trade to make them more efficient. You know, for as many downs as they're going to play. <clears throat> you know what? There are a lot of guys, and, and this. This is the one thing. This is back in the days when Malcolm Jenkins was here, the 2017. When we would all stand in the locker room and go from player to player and ask, are you a leader on this team? And the consensus was, you know, I, I'm not a real verbal leader, but I like to lead by example, mm -hmm. which right. means to help teach players. And that's okay. And you know, a lot of people in the locker room media-wise got frustrated because they couldn't get someone to say. The only one that would come out and say it was Malcolm. You know, he would tell you that, I'm yes, I'm back here teaching these young DBs on how to look how to look across the line of scrimmage and decipher what you're seeing. But most of the other guys, the Brandon Grahams and the Lanes and all these guys, I like to lead by example. And it worked for them. That worked. Um I I, I don't yeah, I don't I don't see Hargrave as that ver verbal leader, but dude, he is somebody if I'm Jordan Davis and Milton Williams, I'm leaning on him when I'm sitting in my lockers. Cause you know all the D linemen sit together, offensive linemen sit together. I'm asking him questions nonstop about what helped you sustain yourself in the NFL and be able to make the kind of money you're making. What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. What do you see in me that I need to work on to get to where you are? That's what I needed uh, uh, Javon Hargrave for. I um I feel good about Milton Williams. We'll find out if he gets if he's getting the bulk of the snaps how he is. I I frankly have no idea what Jordan Davis is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. he got it's felt like he got more snaps in the Super Bowl and did nothing. Like yep. Yeah, we kind of yeah. overlooked all of this because the season was so great, but you know they didn't get much out of their draft picks. Now it didn't have to because they were so deep, but we're really going to find out about Jordan Davis next year. And there's no more like conditioning excuses or any of that stuff. That's gone. Like now mm. you got to play. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Rob. You you spent that kind of capital uh, to get him, uh, but you've identified him as a, a, a as a as a rock of Gibraltar, so to speak, in the trenches for years to come. Yep. A, a man that big and that athletic, and he was graded out as the premier tackle in the draft. You've got you've got to get maximum effort out of him and not just 22, 25% of the snaps. 
he's got to be in that 40 to 55% range of snaps. The way they like to rotate their D linemen, he's got to be at least close to more than 50. He's got to be more than 50% of the snaps Agreed. next season. Agreed. I'm going to put these two in the same category. All right. We're going to put Sue and Linval Joseph. I don't think there's any way either are back, but uh, do you guys think there's any way either returns? Mm. No. I don't. Um, the reason why I don't is because they 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 were just a bridge for Davis. And then after Davis got hurt, his progression in the defense uh became stagnant because those two guys played better than he did. Mm-hmm. Now he'll have a you know, Davis will have a better shot of now getting incorporated into the defense and he'll be better next year mm-hmm. simply because he ain't gonna have no choice but to be better. Yeah. But you can see the inconsistency of how he played and when you saw with Linville Joseph and and, and Dominican Sue. Neither mm-hmm. one of those guys will be back, number one, unless they want to come back for the cheap. Yeah. And I can't see either one of them guys coming out. They're going to be mercenaries. You know, the, the gun, that's your thing right there. They're mercenaries. And that's yeah. what they're going to they're mm-hmm. wait until like they did this year, week seven, week eight, and come on a squad they think potentially has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But as far as I'm going into training camp and being signed up, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kaiser White, you know, I, I got to tell you, I don't think he played particularly well the last eight, nine games, personally. Um, I think he's probably gone, too. He's definitely gone. Yeah. You know, and I, I think he's um, he's showed enough that somebody's going to pay him, too, though. He's, he's going to get paid. Yeah. Somebody's going to pay him, but it's not like he deserves a lot more than what the Eagles would offer him. When he signed back with the Eagles, I doubt if they signed him back, not because he doesn't belong, because he can come in and be still be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think that signing him back would really hold I, hold back Dean's progress in him. They want him out there. He's another one. He better be able to play. Yeah, but it also is dictated with what we do at the middle linebacker position. Now, we'll get to that when we get to it. But yeah. I'll explain what I'm talking about. But I don't think he comes back because they like Dean and they want Dean to play his position. All right. All right. Uh, let's go. I'll start with you You on this one, Derek. Brandon Graham. You know, Brandon Graham, who you have a good feel for, uh, for sure. You should have stayed a linebacker, man. You should have went to TJ Edwards. All right. Let's go TJ Edwards. There you go. Let's thank you. Appreciate it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> TJ I, had a lot, I had a lot to say about that. Okay, one. go ahead. All right, let me tee you up. TJ Edwards, floor is yours. That's, that's why he's a pro, y'all. That's why. He's a pro. <laughs> um, if I was a pro, I would have went to TJ Edwards right after Kazir White. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, now this is where it's going to get real dicey because TJ Edwards deserves to be here, but mm-hmm. TJ Edwards deserves to be paid like some of the top linebackers in the league. Are the Eagles going to pay him that top money? No. They deserve the top money. Yes. Is it good enough to get top money? Yes. Mm-hmm. Will he take a home down discount? No. Okay. He is he's he played good enough that people took notice on TJ Edwards. The speed thing was not uh something that hurt him. I think he actually got quicker, more explosive this offseason. He made himself a way better player than um people thought. So I think he's kind of he's kind of outpriced himself. With the Eagles, somebody's going to offer him some good money. He's going to be just like, he's going to be just like uh, all the other linebackers have left here, but had pretty good um, careers. You know, uh, what was the guy from Texas that came in and went to the Cardinals? Now he's with the now, now he's with the Minnesota Jordan Vikings. Hicks. Jordan, uh, Jordan Hicks, yeah. yeah, he's the next Hicks. 
he's the guy that's going to go out. He's going to be the next Hicks. He's going to have a great career and be a I mean, he's going to be a he's a diamond in the rough right now. But he, when he leaves, he's going to be that diamond. He's going to be the, the free agent somebody brings in to head their defense, and he's going to take hold and be that guy for them. He's going to be one of those guys we're talking about 180 tackles, 170 tackles each year. That's what T.J. Edwards is. And I said that because who do they have? That other guy that spells his name wrong, the Ellis guy. P-L-L. <laughs> I <laughs> Christian Ellis. Yeah, yes. he will be. Well, be look, it, it feels like at least as we go through this, a lot of we're, we're talking about a lot of people gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. lot. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Gannon got the Cardinals job. That's official now. According to Adam Sheffer, they're finalizing the deal. But that we that's another topic. Anyway, getting back to TJ Edwards, to me, I agree with everything the Bears said. I've been on record a number of times telling you guys I've watched this kid from his four years of Wisconsin to his development as a pro linebacker. Yeah, I was your boy, yeah. Yeah, the one constant with me that still sticks out with him is he's a liability in, in pass coverage. Okay. But I will Not say anymore. that. Yes, anymore. he is. Yes, he is. You ain't putting him on. You ain't putting him on the better tight ends in the game, Bear. I'm sorry. Well, he's not. Know. He's not that linebacker though. He's no, not that linebacker. Saying, but he's he's. He, I, that's why I say he's, he's a liability. Yeah. yeah, he's a liability in pass coverage. That's mm-hmm. the only negative in his game. I love every uh, watching him where he is now compared to. And he was a he was a monster at Wisconsin. Yeah, he was. The only thing he would couldn't do was cover. He could not drop back in coverage and cover cover consistently. That's not a knock against him because there's a lot of inside linebackers that cannot cover that are getting paid in the National Football League. All right, let, okay. let's uh, let, let's because I want to get to the Gannon stuff. Let, let's move. Let's see. That's that's see they're wrong for that man. What you guys are all wrong. What? Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Ha <laughs> ha. Good news. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let, let's just go there. Let's go, Gannon. Uh, so Gannon's out. Um, and I, let, horrible, listen, the, the city has hated this guy from Jump right. Street. I, I do not hate him. I don't think he had a good game, but I don't hate the guy by any stretch. However, he's gone. You know, look, however you feel about him, that's major shakeup on your staff. Like we just went through how different the ro- we didn't get to the offense, but how different the roster is going to look like. You've now lost both of your coordinators, and that at times. I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but I've seen that be the, the downfall of an organization. Andy Reid never replaced Rivera and, and you know, uh, Harbaugh or Leslie Frazier or some of the other guys that left over the years. He never did. He was lucky that Jim Johnson didn't want to take a head coaching job, but he lost a lot of people along the way, and he didn't really replace them properly. And there were maybe guys in place, right? Maybe you just slide, you, you know, Denard Wilson, you know, in there. Or you go from the outside, you know. I mean, I, this is this is a major thing. You lost both of your coordinators, and I bet you teams are looking to poach Brian Johnson right now as yep. an offensive coordinator if you don't lock him up. Yep, 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 yep. Well, that's what happens. You win, you have success. Everybody wants to pick you off, but there are a few names out there that that I think people would be happy with if the Eagles could could get them to come in here. I start with Lovey Smith. Do you think if Lovey Smith came in here, people would, would would remember who Jonathan Gannon's name is? Absolutely not. It'd be a done deal. Yeah. Lovey Smith was not a head coach. He's had his chance at the pro level twice and at the collegiate level. But he falls in that category of there's some people that are just not meant to be head coaches that are outstanding position coaches. Right. Lovey Smith was an outstanding defensive coach. And you know what? Nothing against him for, for wanting to be a head coach. You know, it, it, it just didn't work out for him. Okay, mm-hmm. but if you get him to come here, 
Oh, I'm I'm tap dancing in the streets. Mm-hmm. If you can get Lovey Smith to come here as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah. let me give for people who may not know who Denard Wilson is. He's the Eagles passing game coordinator and defensive backs coach. So the first year he was here, he came in with Nick in 2021. He was just the defensive backs coach, and then they added passing game coordinator. Uh, you know, the, the defense has put up good numbers. He's coached in, with the Eagles, with the Jets. Uh, he's coached with the Rams in both L.A. and St. Louis. The coach with the Bears. His first year in the NFL was as a pro scout in 08, worked his way up from pro scout, defensive quality control assistant, defensive backs coach, passing game coordinator, and DBs with the Jets, D-backs, and then defensive backs and, you know, a coordinator. So that's his uh, that's his history is in terms of uh, – as a, he was a grad assistant at Maryland, and he was a grad assistant at his alma mater uh, – or an assistant at his alma mater, DeMatha. He's from the Washington, D.C. area. So just throwing it out there. Uh, okay. That's who he is. Okay. So he's a possibility, you know, and you, and you keep the continuity of bringing him on and staff. But I don't know. Do they bring two guys from the staff up? I don't know. You know. Um, I think when it comes to that D coordinator position, you got to have somebody with a pedigree there, um, to, to, because it's like anytime you have a, a, the predecessor has a great measure of success. What's the mindset, or what's what's the talk? Man, I hate to be the next guy replacing so-and-so who just left. Mm-hmm. So even though people were indifferent about Gannon, he 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 coordinated a defense that put up incredible numbers. And we know this defense is going to take a hit in a lot of ways. But whoever comes in here, the expectation is because Philadelphia is about defense. The expectation is it better be somebody that can get this defense to, 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 to give us respect in our city. Mm-hmm. And there are names out there um, that could possibly be that person, but I, you, you got to know what the Eagles are thinking. I've always talked about how um, Eagles are good about promoting from within, but in a situation like this, you got to you got to bring in somebody somebody with a pedigree that can make these guys stand up and take notice in a hurry. A question for you guys: How is Gannon remembered? Ooh, that's a great question. Wow. I think he finally, he finally turned over and won the um, the Eagles fans. I think he finally he finally changed their mind. I mean, they at least tolerated him. Towards the end, they started to tolerate him. You know what I'm saying? And when he said "Let's f and gut him," I think he kind of won those guys over. I know, but I think that got lost Sunday. Yeah, I, I would say. The, the feeling towards Gannon consistently, even when his team was rolling, has been <laughs> indifferent as best. Indifferent. I agree. I, uh, they, they never, most, a lot of people, Barrett, I think it's like you walk in that Mason Dixon line. You either on the north or the south. Right. You know and most yeah. people, it was all season. Yeah. <laughs> my fault. My dude. fault. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm I'll, I'll put it to this way I'm, I have definitely been a supporter and a proponent. Uh, I, I think he had a really bad Super Bowl, and it's unfortunate because that's going to be the last thing. That all that did was confirm to the people who didn't like him that that they were right. All right, JB. All right, all right. That's how he's going to be remembered. <laughs> JB Man, said, "Look at this. Look at the chat. <laughs> they yeah, killed Bar- Barrett. You're blasted. <laughs> yeah, they're they're destroying. They're destroying. <laughs> when, he, when he said best I news think, of the week. Yeah. <laughs> when Barrett said, I think a now, lot. Let, of let me just run through this. You ready? Like, uh, all right, here we go. Yeah. That QB shredded him. Uh, it's true. It's true. He'll be remembered as a marshmallow. 
So long, Mister Softy. See, yeah. Seth Joyner is dancing in his living room, according to Chris D. Oh, hold on, man. Anthony was like, "Ain't God good?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. something wrong with these people, man. Come on, y'all, y'all, y'all crazy. Hey, look at Come this. On, Spanish Phil said, "I'll drive him to the airport." <laughs> yeah. Steven DeWolf, seven-yard cushion. <laughs> Bro. And Joseph Hudson, look at God. <laughs> oh, my They're God. They're killing him. Oh, All my right, God. Barrett, Barrett, let me ask you this. Now, do you think people warmed up to Gannett? You know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I'm a man. I'm a big man. I, I admit when I was wrong, and I was definitely wrong for my analysis Oh, on my that. goodness. <laughs> Seven yard. They are wow. They are killing them. All right, my fault. My fault, people. My fault. Yeah, my fault. I did not. I did not hear. <laughs> Look at not James Smith. Most of the people. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I just That's want to thank fault. everybody in the chat today for for basically saying <laughs> what I've been thinking and I've said sporadically throughout the course of the season. I love you all. Oh my God. <laughs> Rest in peace, Gannon Wagon. More good times than bad. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Yes, STN. thank you, STN. What? Yeah. Thank you. Finally, I'll go back There's to what I said. They want in spite of him. They yeah. produce in spite of him. Yeah. Well, you know I what? It, what the good thing about this is they're gonna have to hurry up and find a coordinator because this new coordinator will have Carl Blanc or whatever he wants to do with the defense because now they've got to bring in so many people. Right. Right. So you don't know what to, you can bring in just basically anybody to come in, like. Um, you know, Big Seals was talking about uh, Sean Desay. Yeah. Pretty good coordinator. I mean, I'm not coordinator, but he was a, um assistant head coach. He's got Philly ties. I think he's from Philly. Oh, get out. I, I got to check it. Yeah. Even better. Even check. better. So, I mean, I think he was in. He had, oh, he, I think he got his master's at Temple, if I'm remembering this right. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Dang, Lee Jackson. The Lord is my shepherd. He knew what I wanted. My <laughs> pansy yeah. defense. <laughs> yeah, Barrett. He uh he coached the Temple, Ooh. and from 06 to ten, he was the de- defensive and special teams coach. Wow. So he was um he was uh what's his name Hassan Reddick's coach then. Yeah. So he got uh yeah. So here it is. All right. He got his undergrad from BU. He got his master's from Columbia. Whoa. And then he earned a doctorate from Temple. Wow. This is not. This is an intelligent dude. Um. Yeah. So he's coaching the NFL. With the Bears, defensive quality coach from 13 to 18, safeties coach 19 and 20, defensive coordinator 21, Seattle. Uh, last year, he was the associate head coach and defensive assistant. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, hey, this, kinda... is a, this is a little extreme. I mean, 2020 vision, I get where you're coming from, but, man, that's, that's taking it to a whole nother yeah, we're level. Go, we're, so it's now it's way over the top. With wait, that. wait, but it's good, though. He said, this is the best news. I would rather piss glass than have Gannon on another <laughs> <laughs> Good. You know what? Here's the way I sum it up. Jonathan Gannon died in the desert and in less than 48 hours was resurrected in the desert. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The way I put it. So, look, I think what this is forces you to do is reexamine everything. I think it tell you know, it's uh, you're obviously going to look at the way the Super Bowl played out, but also you're going to have some fresh voices here, one yeah. way or the other, whether it's someone who was an assistant now being you know, in, in charge of that, that unit, or you bring somebody in from the outside who has the opportunity to kind of take a step back and look at everything. Not that the, let's not turn this into like the Eagles were, were a three and 13 team, but there are things that maybe you could do differently or do better, you know, and you're going to have to figure it out with new players still on top of everything else. Ooh, brainstorm. Yeah. What if the Eagles went after Eric Bianami? 
Well, that's what that's yeah. The OC. I said earlier that the stream said, said it earlier. Yeah, the stream said. Yeah, the stream said um, what they uh, think about doing it. I mean, they, we asked what you think about doing it, and the stream was like, "Well, you know, if he brought him in, you know, how would he? I don't know if he would fit. Wow. You know, he anybody could fit in this system, really. <laughs> with mm. that type of athlete, with with, mm. with um, Jalen Hurts, because the, the great thing about Jalen Hurts, he could do everything very, very good. Mm. He could do everything very, very good, and. Somebody could come in and honestly make Jalen Hurts a, a good drop back in the pocket passer, and he could True. he could do that. True, he could right. do that also, right? Or he could be that dual threat. See, the one thing Jalen did was take away all of the um, he took away all the uh, the the notions that dual threat was a bad word about quarterbacks. Right. Mm. He yep. took that out of the equation. Now the vogue thing to be is a dual threat quarterback. But it must be dual threat. You must be able to pass and run. Right. And Jalen does. Will. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, wait, wait, let's... Rob. How do you feel about this, Rob? I want your emotional thoughts uh, on your, on the Gan wagon I, you know, rolling not, to the desert. I don't think – I think the, the celebration's a bit much. Um, I think he, he was way better than people will give him credit for in yep. general. But I'm not going to lie to you and tell you he didn't have an awful Super Bowl. He did. I was, I was, I expected this to happen. I thought both guys were going to be gone. So I'm not surprised one bit. I didn't. I, actually, I, 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 didn't, was, I, I thought Janet shot himself in the foot in the Super Bowl. I really did. I, I think they're going to look at it and say it was Mahomes and Andy Reid. This is not me. This is what I think they, how they look at it. it right. was Mahomes and Andy right. Reid doing it to them, to him, the team, whatever. Uh, they had an unbelievable season, led the league in sacks, uh, were good in points per game. We're number one against the pass. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a lot of takeaways. They're going to look at body of work, especially from this year with him. And that's what they're going to they're going to hold their hat on, and that not just what happened last. That's this, the way I think they're going to look at it. This is this is Arizona we're talking about here, and that and it's Arizona we're talking about. Yes. Who isn't always the swiftest of organizations no. to begin mm, with? No. Like no. here's what I'm doing. If I'm if I'm Arizona, I'm hiring a. A, an offensive mind slash quarterback guru to try and figure out Kyler Murray. I'm not bringing right. in a defense coordinator. Now, if you're going to go with Gannon, you better get it right on the offensive side who you hire. I wow. wonder how if Gannon doesn't go hard after um, after Brian Johnson, knowing what Brian wow. Johnson did with Jalen Hurts. Wow. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. Don't look out for that. So that you see, that's the problem with going mm. to a Super Bowl. Um, when you go to a Super Bowl, everybody picks you off. Then after after you go to a Super Bowl, you'll find that both the Eagles and the Chiefs coaching staff are going to get bombarded with requests. You know, what I'm saying of uh, people coming in trying to snatch what good things they see in your organization. And it's hard to stop a coach from going somewhere when you've had that much success. Like you vultures know, like picking a, off bones. Yeah, like I mean, like a again, I mean, um, like a Brian Johnson. We're talking about a guy that just had a prolific offense with one of those prolific quarterbacks this year. Mm. He was he was integral in in, in um Hertz's progression as a player. Now the Eagles have to understand this. Look, it already started. That's why you had to give the offensive line coach a raise because people are gonna start coming to get him. Brian Johnson's gonna have to have a raise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's the nature of the beast, you know. Um, 
Denard Wilson's going to have to get a raise, and not just in money, but in title. All these guys going to need a uh, Kevin uh, Petulo. Yeah, he's going to have to get a raise. Absolutely. Gonna yeah, you're, you're going to be doling yeah. out a lot more on your staff than you have. Yes, now, yes, no because and Nick Sirianni's going to need a raise. Mm-hmm. How do you not? No, like, he's going. He's going to get taken care of. This all. I agree with you, Barrett. Yeah. So it's, it's man, it's. That's the nature of the beast, man. Yeah, well, this is what the, the, how that, good you are. They that's part of the price of success. Yeah. Dude, I retweeted, I retweeted Adam Schefter's uh breaking news again is getting a job in AC. And I put it well, I said, I said, boom, and there it is. Eagles fans, what do you think? Man, these comments are you think this is bad here? These comments are off the chart. Here's all I'm saying. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Uh, Be careful, oh, I'm man. telling you. I'm just telling you. Oh, but who out there is a good defensive coordinator, man, besides Lovey? Lovey's going to be getting propositioned by a whole lot of people. Hell, sure, man. and rightfully so. Sure, yeah. he is. Um, who's the who's the? Uh, I mean, just like right now, I'm I'm, I'm looking to see who the well the, the, the way that you can is. sort of get around stealing somebody from somebody else's staff if you wanted to do that is you also give them the assistant head coach title. Yes, yes, that's 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 considered a promotion. Absolutely, oh, we don't want we don't want Gus Bradley. No, I'm just saying whoever. <laughs> Why yeah. not, Bear? You don't need Gus Bradley. Why not? We've had Gus here before, man. But he Gus wasn't is... in DC. He was an assistant. What, man? We don't want him. I don't want him. You want him? <laughs> you can have him. No, that's why I started laughing when you said that. I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I just want to know why you didn't want him. Yeah, we. I'm yeah, I'm seeing that. some names thrown out there like Matt Patricia. No, thank you. Can we just yeah. stop? Oh, stop right. please. Brian please. Flores put already has a job. Yeah, Brian Flores. Where's he at now? He's in um. Brian Flores already got hired. He's yeah, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota or Denver. No, it's Minnesota. I'm, and I told my brother, I said, I told my brother, I said, I hate to admit this to you, but you just got yourself one good defensive coordinator. Yeah, no, they did. I, I, I was what I was also glad is there wasn't the backlash that, that we all kind of thought that he was going to get blackballed. Everybody's sitting exactly. there talking about sitting there talking Seth Joyner. You guys do not want Seth Joyner as your D coordinator. No. Oh. No care to expand back? Neither, no. neither does the organization. No, well, that's well, that's not because he couldn't be a good defensive coordinator. It's more so because the Eagles right now, like, bring in who, what? As much stuff as he said about Gannon, are you kidding me? No, that that wouldn't yeah. number one. It wouldn't number two. It wouldn't like, happen. I don't think he could handle guys not working hard like he did. No, I think it would drive no. Seth nuts. It would. It That's would. just my interpretation of how hard. Because I mean, Seth, Seth, Seth is a guy that wants perfection. Yes, and he works toward perfection. And it's not like he's going to put the same work in the players is going to work. Yeah, and he's going to have that expectation. I, I, I can see this. him cussing out. You know. Oh, he loses his mind. He'd be cussing everybody out, bro. So Chris, Chris says uh, those defenses. That's a result of of only amazing talent we amassed here, not a result of the ineffectual planning in that games. All right, I, and, and Chris, I hear you, and you're definitely not alone in that feeling. Um, I think you're giving Gunner Gunner agrees. I I think you're shorting him a little bit. Um, and again, I, I know what the lasting impression is, and it's bad, 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 bad. But I think he's more than just the product of talent on that side of the ball. I, th- I think he's a smart defensive mind. But, but hey, one thing, look, one thing he would do, one thing he would do, you wouldn't have all that BS, um, BS of, of of guys not working hard, like you know Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis will be pimp size when Seth is done with him. <laughs> believe that. He'll be running around here, you know, looking like a Adonis because he'll get his ass going. Uh, you don't have to worry about, you know what I'm saying, cornerbacks playing off the ball. Pimp all size. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll whip him into shape, man. 
But I mean, at this point, can you you laugh? <laughs> what, is what is wrong with him, man? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, he's man. the in-your-face type of coach. Oh man, because he demands he demands the same mm -hmm. from you that he demands of himself. Mm -hmm. And these new wave kids don't think like that. Nope. These new wave players don't want to be told what they're not doing. They want to be coddled. And he's not the one to do any coddling with anybody. No. You know what I'm saying? No. You know, because Seth is going to lead by example. He'll show you board. He can tell you. He'll get down in a three-step, I mean, a uh, three-point stance and go up against Lane Johnson mm -hmm. to dictate and try to show you what he's talking about. He's going to show you more than he can tell you. He's yeah. going to show you how to go fill a hole. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's the type of coach Seth would be. Yeah. And these new young players wouldn't understand that vantage point because they always want to know why. Yeah. And they accept that. He said, because I effing told you that. That's why. Yeah, yeah. You, you need 53 psychologists for today's player. You do, man. Now, you now, do. now with Seth, Seth is going to treat everybody. He don't care if you're the first-round pick or the hundredth-round pick. He's going to he's going to treat you the same way to get what he needs out of you, but the bigger thing is I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that either. No, I don't either. But that's the that's the the way to get league is run now. Yeah, all these people I talk to who are in the league, and I said, man, and even players, I tell you guys this all the time. When I talk to former players about why you're not coach, man, I can't coach these kids nowadays. It's the first yeah. thing. It's the first thing they say. I can't coach these kids nowadays, man. Right. You got to treat these kids like like you got to pamper these kids to play football. Yes. They're yeah. getting paid to play football. You got to yep. pamper him, but the bigger picture is, would he toe the company line? You know, because coaches say everything that you're supposed to say within the guidelines of the company policy. Would he be one to toe the company line and not have the PR staff scrambling, sending out apology emails weekly? Um, we we are well aware of what he said. We have no comment at this. Yeah, time. that, that I, I could just. There's no way that's happening. Like, there's no way it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Plain and simple. Uh, let, I'm done. I'm done. All right. Well, Goodbye. you're not done, but you're, you, you'll you get a break here. Let's Last get a timeout in. minutes, you guys are on your own, man. I'm done. We'll, uh, we'll get a quick one in here. We'll get Stad behind. But that's okay. uh, oh, when we come man. back, a busy day, man. Sirianni uh, is going to have to make some serious decisions here because oh. Shane Steichen, gone. Jonathan Gannon, gone. And we didn't even get to the offensive side of the free agents. We'll do that when we come back and throw some birthdays your way, uh, movies, sneak in a little Valentine's question. We'll do all those things when we come back. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, Razor Technology time. Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data vetted and insight-driven implementation, they strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal is always bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving overall functioning of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through ongoing synergistic relationships. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how their managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 
797-3282-866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Francoeno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. YouTube network. If you didn't hear, you're just hopping on with us. Uh, Shane Steichen is gone as the Eagles offensive coordinator. He was hired by the Indianapolis Colts, so he will be the head man there. Uh, a couple hours later, just coming down in our last segment. It's official now. Jonathan Gannon is leaving as the Eagles defensive coordinator, taking the gig as the head man in Arizona with the Cardinals. So Steichen and Gannon both out uh, decisions to be made for the Eagles. Will they elevate on the current staff? Will they go outside 
to look. So there's a lot of different uh, names being floated about. Uh, the Eagles are the first Super Bowl team to lose both coordinators to NFL head coaching jobs since the 1994 49ers. That was wow. Mike Shanahan. Yeah, went to the Broncos and Ray Rhodes went to the Eagles. Now, uh, Shanahan ended up winning two Super Bowls with Denver. Of course, John Elway's last two years, and then he rode off into the sunset. Ray Rhodes came to Philadelphia and uh, drafted a guy named Brooks, who I'm still not completely familiar with, but he in the, in the second round and <laughs> took the Eagles to a couple super, to a couple uh, playoff appearances as well. So you're you're tied into that little history right there. Great evaluator of talent. There you go. <laughs> he knew how to draft, man. There you go. Um, so. <sighs> Funny man, so those two guys are out, and you know the, the NFL offseason never disappoints, and it, it won't again here because we're going to have a lot to talk about and a lot to discuss. Uh, that is for sure, man. Uh, with those two guys. Oh, All right, let, let me now, man. Let me real quick hit you guys. We didn't finish off the offense, but let me just finish off the offense here with the Eagles free agents. Um, oh, well, actually, we didn't get to Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham, do we think he's back, Derek? Uh, yes. Um. Yes, he he is the one. He is the only player among the seventeen who will give him that that discount double check. You remember the old commercial? The discount. <laughs> yeah, I agree discount. with you. I agree he, with you. He, yep. he he has openly said it to us several times. He has been quoted as saying it in front of his locker a number of times. He wants to finish out his career in Philadelphia, whether it's one more year, two year years, two more years, whatever the case may be. He is the epitome of what this organization likes and wants in, in terms of a team leader. A, a locker room presence and a community, a stand-up community guy as well. He fits all. He checks off all the the, the boxes in terms of what the the top brass wants from their players. And who better to be an example to the next wave of new veterans and young drafted players coming into this organization than a Brandon Graham? I can't say it any better, Barrett. Brandon, I want to check for making it. That's yeah, right. That yeah. was serious, man. Uh, <laughs> I agree with that 100%. I think he will come back at, at a cheaper rate. Uh, I think he wants to be here. I think they want him here. It makes too much sense for him not to be here. What is he laughing at, man? What you I, laughing I at? <laughs> Death deals. Gannon's philosophy is we don't allow 30, 40s. Everything else is okay. <laughs> <laughs> man, somehow they won 16 games. I'm not sure how, but you know, I hear you. Uh, um, all right. Oh man! Yeah, I think he's. I think he'll be back because he's the like oh, I said, he's the only guy that will give him a um, a home count discount. You know, he's the only one. He's the only one. Everybody else trying to get their money, man. So okay, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, let's jump over quickly. We can run through the offense because I want to get to some NFL stuff. But let's go offensive side here. Isaac Sayamalo, starting guard. No, he's gone. No, no. he'll get he'll get paid too much somewhere else. Big money, big money. I mean, you know, a big V can make yeah, fifty make, million. 50 million for five years. You know, they're going to damn well give whatever he wants. He, he might be in that $70 million range. Wasn't he a Pro Bowl alternate? Was he yep. one of those? Yep. Oh, yeah. He just, he just, he just got some money. He just got himself some money. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's okay. good, okay. man. He's even, good. Though he, even though he jumped offside on a third and one, it was made it a third and six. And then, then what happened after that? <laughs> the very next play was a fumble. It was an awful sequence. Yeah. Awful. Jeez. Um, oh, Andre Dillard. I, I, I think we'd all agree. Bye bye. Right. Yeah, he's gone. And he'll go. I think we're gonna play well somewhere, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah he um, will. Okay. He'll be a starter too. Gardner Minshew. I, I mean, mm. if he comes back at a cheap rate, yeah, 
he's not going to be much cheaper than what he is right now. So no. I, I doubt seriously. I think he's gone somewhere because he not not because they don't want him back, but he wants to be a starter. Yeah. So he wants to be a starter. So he wants to go somewhere and compete. Where can uh, he compete at? Houston. Yeah, he, he could be a yeah. placeholder for for Houston or yeah. or or or, or, um, or the Colts if they draft yeah. a young guy. Yeah. Don't want to start him right away. I don't blame him. I mean, he. I mean, I understand he wants to be a starter, but he has to also understand he is what he is at this stage of his career in the league. He's never going to be looked at as a long-term solution for anybody. Um, he just has to come to the realization: I can make good money, keep keep uh, enhancing my my bank account and my my investments, and just ride it out for as long as I can. In that regard, I mean, that's, I think that's where he is. Okay. All right. Uh, Miles Sanders. Definitely gone. Gone. Definitely. And I, I put my bank man. on it. I yeah. put my bank on it. Yep. Now, we'll say this about Miles. It hadn't really come out. I was shocked when I found out uh, last night that his hand was swollen like bees that stung him and and said that it affected us. We were talking, Rob, about how he only had seven carries for 16 yards. Yep. That hit he took, um, he, no broken bones from what I'm hearing. No, nothing was broken, but that hand swelled up like bees that stung him, and uh, it affected how he gripped the ball. Okay. Um, you kind of knew something. You kind of knew something was up. Yes. He, he, yes. He, he wasn't in nearly enough that I thought he'd been an impact. So yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I would agree on that. By the way, um, yeah, I and, think I will, that's- and I will add this to Miles uh, to replacing Miles Sanders. Yeah. I think the Eagles will. I think the Eagles will definitely get a low tier veteran free agent, and they will draft one in the middle later round. I think you're well, right. One uh, more that we need to talk about is Boston Scott. Yeah, that's Ooh. where I was going to go. Yeah, I, I I want him back. Me too. Me too. And that'd be that'd be I perfect. Him, him back. both him and Gainwell in the backfield. Nice one-two punch. I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't he fall in the category of somebody might overspend on him, and then you can't, you just can't do it. Yep. That, that, depending on depending on who you, how much you're gonna pay, CJ, uh, Jalen. You're yeah. right. Yeah, um, he could be a casualty of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quez Watkins, who we talked about earlier, said that he suffered a grade two shoulder sprain against the Titans and played through it. He also, to his credit, said that he had a he 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 regressed this year, and he needs to be better. Quez Watkins, oh, uh, <laughs> here we go. Why are you almost, laughing? Almost, <laughs> almost cussed. Just yeah, the way you laughing. said the name, I knew something. I, I never say anything. You all right, you didn't laughing. have to. You didn't have to. You, we what? saw it all. And we saw that it's written all over your face. Exactly. <laughs> Look, yeah. you talking about players getting down to pimp size. I, anything I say <laughs> is open season compared to what you said. I still oh can't God. get that out of my system. Bear Brooks said, "Sounds we have players down to pimp size." <laughs> Quez Watkins, Quagalar. Oh my God, is that what we're doing now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Quez is the new Nelson. I'll tell you, the, the chat section is cold today. They are oh, they're assassins. The, they the are chat, the, the chat is on fire today, bro. Oh my they god. They are, man. They are, man. Whoa. I was trying, I tried to get Gannon a little love and they yeah. shot that down it's real duck, quick. You're like ducking for cover, man. With Quez <laughs> Wow. Quez, look at this. Quagalore is cold. Quagalore. I just, I just want to go on record. Uh, I think Quez should be back this year. Right, you're the right, okay. right. All right, okay. <laughs> they um, ate you alive. They ate me alive because I mean, I really thought that he had turned. I really thought that um, Gannon had turned the corner. And as soon as I said that, the chat line lit up. 
I mean, just jab, 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 put crossword, cross, cross, jab, 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 and the knockout, and he's out of here. Wow. How about 2020 vision? Quez, hell no. Fast Batman, more like Catwoman. People are brutal, man. Um, all right. I'm not getting on the wrong side of the chat today, I man. Know, you already got Barrett. You ain't getting me today. Bro, I, I fell into that, bro. I fell into it. I mean, I actually thought that, you know, I actually really thought that Gannon turned some, turned some I, look, I, I I thought he did a good job all year, but I thought he did a terrible job in the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I just, he did. I don't, I, I'm not going to excuse it away. He was bad, man. Slow to adjust. I'm done talking about Gannon. I'm done. All right. Um, all right, let's get a couple other things here. Uh, the Ravens have hired Todd Munkin. He was the offensive coordinator at Georgia. We know the run that Georgia's been on. Uh, but he comes – he has NFL experience too. It's yeah. not like he didn't, uh, you know, coach in the NFL also. So they've been looking for a long time. This has been a while. Yeah. Um, mm. So he ends up going there to work with Lamar Jackson. Um, if he signs back. They say he's at a $50 million fifty like $50, $51 million a year deal on the table right now, but they just well, don't know about the guaranteed money. Right. We'll take the sign. Of he because was a coordinator. History? Uh-huh. Because of Lamar's injury history. That's why he wants it. That's why he wants the, the, uh, I the will say this. The organization already said Lamar's coming back. He would have a hand in deciding who the coordinator is. So if Lamar had a hand in picking this guy from Georgia, Lamar ain't going anywhere. Yeah. He was the offensive coordinator with Tampa and with Cleveland. The Bucs had the best passing attack when he was there. Mayfield had his best career year when he was there. He threw for 3,800 yards. So, And in his three years with Georgia, you know they've had the ninth most passing yards with a yep. walk-on quarterback in Stetson Bennett. So this dude's – wherever he's gone has had success, you know, for whatever it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of these college coaches, though, they try to come in and implement a college-style offensive defense in the pros, and it's hit or miss. Some work, but many more don't, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, he's going to try to bring – and I'm sure that's what the Ravens want. We need a more wide-open offense. We need you to open it up. And, and you look at the way Georgia likes to spread the field, a lot of motion and stuff like that. He's going to implement that here. Now, do they have the personnel? We knew all season long they were handcuffed in terms of wide receivers, the type of wide receivers they wanted. Obviously, your quarterback is huge in this. Um if 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 Lamar endorsed this, then he likes the concepts that he's seeing from what he saw at Georgia. Now you just have to get the other pieces in the equation to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're doing this unless Lamar has input and is on board. I, no I really question. don't. No so, question. Yeah. Uh, so Todd Munkin in 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 Baltimore. Uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders. That this will become the the divorce becomes official today, and then he's free to, you know, go wherever he wants to go. Basically, so now, where no, do you think no he's restrictions going? on him? As you sit here now, where do you think he'll go? If Rodgers, they can't get a deal done with Rodgers to get to the Jets. I think the Jets are a really strong, really strong possibility. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Jets. Yeah, mm. I think their choice one is Rodgers, though. And but he's in a he's in his dark retreat right now. Yeah, so right now he's smoking peyote. We, we don't, don't know what he's thinking. I don't think he has cell service wherever he's at right now at this point. Cell service, brain cells for that matter. Uh, he's doing his <laughs> thing, man. He's doing his thing. Um, so yeah, that that's official. That'll be official. Um, the Jets. Speaking of the Jets, they hired Todd Downing, who used to be the Titans' defensive coordinator. Yeah, he coached Derek Carr to Derek Carr's best season. 
Yep. He was the offensive coordinator with the Raiders when they were in Oakland. And he was Ryan Tannehill's guy. Tannehill's on the block, too. Wait a minute. Tennessee just said they wanted Tannehill back in early January. Now he's on a block? According to some reports, they think that this hire is a way to maybe lure Tannehill there. I shouldn't say on the block. but What? They think he may be going elsewhere. Let's see. Tannehill, Carr. Tannehill, Carr. I'm taking Carr. I'm taking Carr also. Yeah, I'm taking Carr. I'm taking Carr. Yeah, and the Jets are Jets need to get this right because they have a lot of young talent. There's a lot of ability there. You get the right quarterback in place, they're a really dangerous team. I would they got to get it right, but mm. we'll see. Um, Jim Caldwell hired by the Panthers as a senior assistant. He's going to help out on, in a number of areas, including the offense and special teams. Feels like he's going to be the right hand man there with Reich. That's, um, a, good, that's a good move. Yeah, good hire. You look uh, at what Reich has done already. Caldwell, Deuce. Mm-hmm. They just they just made it official today. Deuce is now the running back slash assistant head coach for Frank. I yeah. mean, Frank is surrounding himself with with some really good talent coaching wise. Yeah, I agree. I think he's done a nice job with the staff so far. Um, it's he, they they're in the same boat. You got to get a quarterback. You're playing it mm-hmm. simple. You don't have one. Absolutely. Uh, so other than that, we talked about the enemy. Our Chad Henney retired. He was the backup to Mahomes, so Kansas City's going to need a backup quarterback. Um, he had a long career, and he did, but he's out. He actually did a nice job when, if you remember, in the uh, the their first their their divisional game when um, against the Jags, when uh, Mahomes went down, he came in and engineered a touchdown drive. So he did a pretty good job for them. You know, in exactly what you need from a backup quarterback. He stepped in, he wasn't scared, uh, and he took him down the field. So Henny retires. Uh, he is out. The NFL offseason schedule um, is as follows. We're only 13 days away from the combine. You guys realize that? <laughs> no, I didn't. So caught up in the uh, – so caught up in the – I looked up, man, and, and I was watching the – I'm like, I mean, uh, am I watching the Senior Bowl already? Yeah. It totally – I was totally lost in, 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 in Eagles coverage. It's nuts. So that's 13 days away. So that's the um, – that is February 27th, and that goes till the 6th. I want to get back to that in one second. Free agency mm. starts March 15th. The draft is April 27th through the 29th. Gunner, I know uh, uh, Damar Smith, who's the head of the NFLPA, yep. um, proposed that they do away with the combine. He's not a fan of it in general. Um, it's an interesting concept. It's I, I believe it's too much of a moneymaker for the NFL for it to happen. But do you think this will become a bigger push? You know, this, this, will, this will get louder as time goes on here? I do because so many players and and, and, uh, and people and other people have, have said the same thing. You know, the, there's too much emphasis put on this combine in terms of players slotting up and down the board. You know, some players it has benefited them. Uh, other players it has been a mirage in terms of what it has done for them. Uh, it has elevated a number of players higher than what they should have been drafted to the point where they've turned out to be NFL bust. Tony Mandris, Mike Mamula. Matt Jones, Vernon Golston, Ryan Leaf, Deion Jordan, Lawrence Phillips, George, Johnny Manziel, Jeff George, Matt Liner, Vince Young, Jamarcus Russell, Tim Couch. I can go on and on. Taylor Mays, uh, Dayward, Hay, uh, Darius Hayward Bay, um, Fabian Washington, so on and so forth. Achilles Smith. All of them were combined wild wonders or NFL bust. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think the Wonder League test has nothing to do with the football player's pedigree. There have been some players that have basically bombed out on this Wonder League that turned out to be Pro Bowl players and future Hall of Fame players. And there's some that were Rhodes Scholars on this test that have been mediocre pro players at best. 
you know, these players can do the same thing. Now, the difference is the coaches control the 40-yard dash times, whereas, as you know, and I'm sure Barrett will attest to this, when these players have their own pro days, those numbers are skewed just a little bit because yep. the college coaches are running those 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 pro days. So, for me, I think the combine is overrated in a lot of ways. And, you know, DeMar, DeMar Smith – I'm not surprised he took that stance because so many people have been saying that for years. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's right in the aspect that it's almost like, you know, modern day slavery, man. They got you up there. They have you in your underwear. You're sitting there looking at your body, hold out like this, you know, they turn you around, you know what I'm saying? They turn with your back. I'm like, damn, what the hell is going on? You know what I'm saying? Feel like cows up there. Ooh. <laughs> Um, you know what I'm saying? They're taking these stupid tests. They ask you all kind of personal questions. I remember they asked uh, the receiver from uh, Bryant, what's his name, Des Bryant, asked him if his mom was a crackhead and all yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you doing all that stuff is uncalled for. And I understand yeah. what the teams are trying to do that are doing it the right way. They're trying to figure out where you are mentally, where you are as far right. as your love for the game. Right. Um, if you fit their system, if you fit in their culture. But you can't say stupid stuff like that because if Des would have got up and punched one of them guys in the face – you know what I'm saying? It would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I understand all that. But still, man, I, I the combine, I think it should be – the only thing it does right is gives everyone an equal measurement on the, with the same tools out on the field. Right. The running is exactly the same as everybody, from the offensive line to defensive line to receivers and linebackers. It gives you an, a tool on where everybody ranks in that aspect. Where they rank as far as strength, you know, the bench press, where they long jump, all that type of stuff. You know, I mean, it could be skewed a little bit. You go to the different places, you know, and how good the facilities are. And you might be having guys running with, with holes in the field as opposed to having guys that run, you know what I'm saying, on the consistent yeah. services that they have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, I think that's the difference. That's the only difference. That's the only thing that's different between what you have. You so, read the combine, right? Yeah. Yeah. There? Yeah. Yep. Did the combine do anything to elevate or decrease your status in the draft? It, it decreased mines a little bit because all I did was run the forty and did drills on the field. Okay, and then I um I pulled a hamstring halfway through the uh. So I used to be fast, man. I thought I thought this track was real slow because I only ran like a five point oh two. Okay, and when I got to my pro day, I ran like a four uh, four nine four four nine two. So I thought it made me a little slower. You know, and after I did that, you know, my my legs were done. And that's why I pulled the muscle. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's a tough way to go out. Then I only did bench press. I only did 28 times. They only counted 26 times. Huh? So, I, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was it was crazy, you know. I, why, I tested. Why did you I only still, count 26? Because they say I didn't go all the way down. I mean, I didn't go all the way up. I went like, you know, just I didn't lock it. Oh, okay. So I went and right here and I. To hit lock it out, then I went locked it out from that point on. So I didn't count two of them. How many how many White Castle burgers did you eat before testing? Bruh, bruh. I just saw a little thing too, man. On White Castle says, um, some of the stuff they use in White Castle burgers may cause, um, in California, it may cause uh, cancer. See, uh, see, I told you, leave them things alone. Right, White Castle four times in in Arizona. Dude, four times. seriously, how many? How many total? Uh, well, double cheeseburger. I had five double cheeseburgers each time. So four, that's 20 double cheeseburgers, was actually equates, which actually equates to 20 burgers. What? Every single time. All right, man. two of them put together. 
You wake up in the middle of the night going, don't say I didn't warn you. Bro, I, that's why I got up and worked out this morning. I worked out good this morning. I was sitting there working out when I did the conference call with you guys. There you go. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout in. We're, we're, yeah, we're flying today. Uh, we'll get a quick one in here. We'll come back. We'll talk a little Valentine's Day. We'll talk a little birthdays, little movies. We'll continue to react to Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, both leaving to become head coaches in the NFL. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Right back. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard Pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Solano, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. segment of the show we appreciate you hanging with us hit that like button tell a friend we are sports Bank, Jacob sports youtube network derek barrett and rob all right guys valentine's day today derek i know you did your thing you did the candy you got the dinner 
reservation. You uh, yeah. you've been on this forever. Uh, my wife doesn't want to go out to eat tonight. Uh, I have uh, I've handled the card. The, the the flowers will be taken care of in uh, in about fifteen minutes. Uh, make that happen. But uh, kind of laying low. Barrett, you what's what's your game plan? You got a game plan? You go, you're going to work, aren't you? I'm going. Big Ten Four there, yeah. I'm going to work, dog. I got to yeah. go to work. Okay. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it snuck up on me. I hear you. It always does. That's why I think it's a bogus holiday. I think it, it is. is a, it's a card company candy flower machine that has no real significance. Restaurant. Than, restaurant. And restaurant industry. Nonsense. Can't get a reservation. Holiday. Yeah. No, I mean, you know they what? didn't yeah. drain enough out of us during the holidays financially. Yeah. That we that a month and a half later or whatever it is, they're they're gonna go dip right back into your pocket and crush. Bro, it. I spent enough money at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You know why you can't get a reservation because you made the the proverbial D gun mistake I made for years, waiting till the last minute to try to get a restaurant. You can't. But see, I got ahead of the game. What first time ever I got I, I made a reservation two weeks ago. What's this so, BS D gun? Yes, because you have been my my go to for years now. This is the first yeah. year you missed out and telling me, and what happens? I dropped the ball yeah. because you. I, Man, I fought you God, it's all your fault, Derek. Well, we'll see. You know, you know we, that's, well, see that because you know you when, usually tell me, right? When we worked closer together, it was a given. But since you parted way, you separated yourself from me over the past several years. Um, I brought this back it's together. <laughs> it's because me, me, I brought this back together. Who did this? Me. No. <laughs> Bear, at some point, you have to graduate and take responsibility. I can only train you for so long. And after a while, it's like raising kids. You expect them to go out into the world and succeed at the basics that right, you have given them. How many kids them. stay with you right now? What? How many kids do stay with you right now? Why you want? Hey, man. Why, <laughs> bring, <laughs> why you want to bring that up today, man? Man, you just hit me in the gut. I'm never, gut. I'm never leaving, bro. That's a no. gullet punch. That's a gullet punch right there. But you, you know and what, Rob, Rob will always take care of me. Hey, you, know, you know what, Rob? Um, um, when I was a kid coming up, it was just a given that you're gonna get. You know, you, you watch your parents. You know, the flowers, the candy. You go to a dinner. It was a given. But over the last ten years, especially since the advent of social media, th- that's one of the few things I like about social media. When it comes to topics like this, you get a great perspective of what people in general are thinking, and more and more people are saying Valentine's. And I have a lot of friends who believe this too. Sure. Valentine's Day is a bogus holiday. It's a money making holiday, and it has become because now what used to cost you five, ten dollars, fifteen dollars, bouquet of flowers, a decent one starts at thirty. Yep. And then the candy has gone from reasonable to like $20, $25 a box. And, you know, with my wife, she wants a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. And then the dinner reservation, you go, man, I, I ain't got nothing left in my pocket but dust, man. It's like yeah. the Arizona desert, you know, nothing but sand in my pocket left. But because I've done it consistently over four decades of marriage, it's a given now. If I don't do it now, it's like, really? You forgot today? And, and my wife is not like that. She doesn't expect sure. a lot of things. But it's just, you know, when you do certain things, it's a okay, prime example. Up until my daughters got married, I would always get them flowers also on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then I did it for like the first year after they got married. And my wife and I said, you know what? Their husbands should be doing this now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now the husbands, you know, good guys, both of them, they, they really, you know, took care of the, the, my daughters for Valentine's Day with a lot of little trinkets and stuff like that. And so now it's, I don't know any other way. And I, it's 
But you're right. There's so many people say, Rob, it's a bogus holiday. And if somebody put on there yesterday, I, I started chuckling. It's a holiday for women, not men. Men get men get screwed on this holiday. And men, I said, men hope to get screwed on this holiday. But okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, is this thing on? Okay. Is that my out loud I'm, voice? I'm the, Come okay, on look, now. If I could, I'd drop this mic right Hello now. Hello there. Goodbye. The I should just walk That's off. It. All right. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, hope is the key word. All right. Dang. So um, let's hit some uh, let's hit some birthdays here uh, for the folks. How do you go to birthdays from that? I don't, I don't know. It. But I'm doing it. Uh, Jim Kelly is 63 today. Former uh, former Buffalo man. Bill man. He's had a. I give that guy props, man. He has fought through a lot physically. Um, unbelievable. But he's 63 years old. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, former Eagle, is 33 today. Yes, sir. Drew Bledsoe uh, is 51 today. Yep. Uh, the great Frederick Douglass was born on this day in 1818. Abolitionist. Exactly right. Uh, Freddie Highmore, the actor, is 31 today. Um, guys, uh, help me with the pronunciation. Uh, uh, is it Denai Guerrera? Uh, Guerrera. Yeah, that, she, that's she, what I would say. She's 45 today. Black Panther and Wakanda for life. Yep. yep. Uh, Steve McNair uh, would have been 50 today. He was yep. born on this day in 1973. Yeah. Uh, lost very young. Um, Vic Morrow, the actor who is uh Jennifer Jason Lee's uh father, yep. the actress, was born on this day in 1929. Florence, Hend Florence Henderson, Mrs. Brady, uh, was born on this day in 1934. Gregory Hines, the great actor and dancer, uh, in Tap 1940. Dancer. Yeah, White yep, yeah. 1946, he was born. He, he's another guy who left us too soon. Jack Benny, born on this day, 1894. Uh, Teller of Penn and Teller, born yep. in Philadelphia 75 years ago. Rob Thomas, uh, the singer, uh, is 51 today, is Rob Thomas. Jimmy Hoffa was born on this day, 1913. Uh, George son. Question is, will they ever find Jimmy? I don't think so if they haven't by now. He's been gone like 48 years, uh, <laughs> literally. Uh, George son is 52 today. Former what, Bullets. Yeah, singer. yep. He you might have uh, been one of the ugly. Let me stop that. I'm sorry. <laughs> man, you people off the hook today, he man. Was, he was handsomely challenged. <laughs> wow. Uh, Woody Hayes, born on this day in 1913. Who was that he punched out? What, what player was that he punched out? I, I, it was after the uh, a bowl game. I think they were playing like Clemson or something. He just it was hit during a guy the bowl game. Yeah, he grabbed them and he hit him like right under right under the face mask. And the, the opposing neck. team player. Who yeah, that? after an interception, he lost yeah. his mind. Uh, Richard Williams, Venus and Serena's dad, uh, yep. 81 yep. today. Richard Williams. Uh, wow. Uh, go ahead. Do you guys have any other ones, uh, birthday wise? Yeah, uh, Freddie. You don't, I have one more I can throw in there, too. Uh, Freddie Highmore, uh, he's on The Good Doctor. Yep, he plays that savant dude. Yep, uh, he shared, uh, was it uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory guy? Yep, yeah. um, Phil Lewis from The Sweet Life. Okay, Phil Lewis, uh, okay. your boy Rip, Rip Hamilton, Rip, uh, Rip Coach Phil's own. Okay, yep. yeah, he's 45 today. There you go. Oh, Rip Hamilton, um, David David Gerard, uh, yeah, former quarterback. NFL quarterback, yeah, yeah, from uh, from the from the Played for the Jags, Jags. Who yep. was that? Uh, David Gerard. Oh, you David Gerard. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You already said Drew Bledsoe. Uh, Jadavian Clowney turns thirty today. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then my last but not least, Jaru the Damager. Jaru the Damager. Okay. 
He okay. turns 51 today. Uh, John Marzano, our old buddy, Gunner, w- would have uh, been 60 yeah. today. Yeah, man. Funny. I mean, that's that's sad, man. He was the life of the newsroom whenever the he came funniest in. Funniest guy you'll, you'll ever be around. Oh, man. my goodness. Johnny Mars! He would always walk in and say that, dude. I do good. It's a shame. Do his thing. We lost him. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. crazy young. Um, uh, you got you got Jarrett Lorenzen, who played in the NFL at 285 pounds. Yeah. Heaviest quarterback young. ever in history. Passed That's away right. young. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. You also have Kentucky, uh, Kentucky how about the, how about this one? Christian Hackenberg. Oh, wow. never played never played a down in the NFL. He was a uh, second no, he round played, draft pick. He played a little bit. He never played in a regular season game. Oh, really? No. Wow. Never. Yeah. He was a second round pick of the Jets in 2016. After two seasons, was released. He's only the third quarterback, first wow. or second round, who did not play in a game in the first two seasons. Or maybe he did play in a game after that. But he's only a third quarterback that never played in the game for his first two seasons, drafted in the first or second round of the NFL. Okay. okay. Uh, also, you got Mel Allen. Remember how yeah. about that? How about that? Mel yeah. Allen. Uh, Courtney Brown, first overall pick in 2000. Penn State. Penn State. John Gotti, head of the Gambino family. What? 58. Yeah. Yep. Remember the newsacre, Hugh Downs? Yeah. He uh, unfortunately passed away in 2020. Uh, Shane Harp, actor Shane Harper. Well, we're running out of time. We're no, gonna... no, we yeah, can't. We no, are. no, no, we can't be. Well, okay. I'll do it for you. That was it. Hey, All peace right, out. That was quick. Time to no, go. Peace out. Nothing, man. Oh, we got what 30 seconds, 20, yeah. 15. No, we're kind of done. Yeah, we're kind of done. Man, um, brutal today, man. <laughs> this, this has been a brutal, funny day. Yes, it has. <laughs> you gotta come be ready to go. We gotta stretch and hydrate before this bad boy. I can't wait um, till tomorrow. And well, we'll be back at it tomorrow, same time. Uh, three hours of power with Alexander Krause. Everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Ancilio coming up for three hours. Don't move. He's got you covered, and we're back with you guys tomorrow. We appreciate you guys hanging out. For Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, Sports Day. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard Hondly hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. 
Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.